Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband. Wife. Do you know where the hell we're at? Uh, We are in Ecclesiastes. We sure as fuck are. And we're recovering from a weekend where everything was late. Yes. Because we were late getting everything out this weekend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now we're back on schedule, I think. Yeah, let's do this correct, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like Friday, Friday, we did Ecclesiastes chapter six. No, we did chapter no, five. No, yeah. No, I mean, that's what I meant. Duh. Mm-hmm. Five. We did chapter <laughs> five. 
So today, we're going to be getting into... Ecclesiastes chapter 6, you fucking weirdo. Awesome, let's go do this. Okie dokie. All right, Ecclesiastes chapter 6. Okay. I have seen another evil under the sun. Not another one. Another one. Under the sun, but not the moon. But not the moon. Okay. And it weighs heavily on mankind. Okay. He ended that sentence with a colon. Mm, Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. God gives some people wealth, possessions, and honor so that they lack nothing their hearts desire, comma. Yeah. But God does not grant them the ability to enjoy them and strangers enjoy them instead. I, I'm I'm struggling with this uh, concept where the rich can't enjoy their wealth. Yeah. Because most of the wealthy people I am aware of mm-hmm. indeed do enjoy their wealth. They go do things. They purchase lots of shit. They they seem to um, utilize it much more so than the, the limited wealth that I have that does not get me things. But, <laughs> but they also... Um, it's not enough. They continue to need right. more and more and more. Okay, so it's it's a, it's a trapping. It's yeah, a, it, you you get sucked into it. I guess. Of yeah. Right, Where but it's never enough. I don't see that it stops you. It just you have to change. You know, like it's all a matter of how you look at your wealth and your your lot in life in general. Whether you're poor, rich, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you can enjoy whatever you're at if you can yeah. just figure out a way to enjoy it. Just don't be dumb. Unless, I mean, you know, yeah, don't be dumb. Just don't be dumb. God gives some people, well, yeah, lack nothing, but does not grant them, blah, blah, blah. This is meaningless. A grievous evil. (laughs) Meaningless. I wonder how many times they say meaningless in these chapters. It's a lot. Metallica, nothing else matters. Right. A man may have a hundred children. Damn, I hope he doesn't. Right. And live many years, yet no matter how long he lives... If he cannot enjoy his prosperity and does not receive proper burial, I say that a stillborn child is better off than he. Damn. That needed a trigger fucking warning. I don't think that that's correct. That is not either. correct. Also, if you have a hundred children, yeah, um, that's you need more than one wife for sure. For sure. Like probably multiple, multiple yeah. wives. Yeah. Because that's a lot of fucking kids. At least kids. five. At least, I'd say at least five. I yeah. mean, preferably and more. And even five would still be stretching that pretty, like, yeah, I'd 20 say, kids a pop. Right. That's a lot it's of fucking doable, kids. It's doable, but not. But not very. Yeah, and not fun. I'd say you want more like 50 or 60 wives, you know, just yeah. to just to spread the. Spread it out. Yeah, so yeah. to speak. But even at that, I don't think a stillborn child is better off. No. That's so tragic and so. Well, and considering that men wrote the Bible, that's. Just yeah. kind of a shit comparison, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's so cruel. Right. It's just so heartless. Yeah. Maybe this hits closer to home because I have my best friend um, had a child that did not live more than a month after birth. Right. And it, I'm just... And it was tragic. It was tragic. And you just don't make off-the-cuff comparisons like that. Like, sure. Like, how fucking dare you? Right. You know? Right. Who, whom's the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Like, so gross. Right. It comes without meaning. It departs in darkness, and in darkness its name is shrouded. 
though it never saw the sun or knew anything, it has more rest than does that man, even if he lives a thousand years twice over, but fails to enjoy his prosperity. Did not all go to the same place? Yes, that yes, is true. Death. You all but, died. I mean, that, Correct. Again, it's all in how you use that time. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I know we just got done with the Q&A where they're talking about how God is responsible, like, according to the Bible, God is responsible for this and good things and all that, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't understand. The comparisons just don't, they don't add up. They like, don't add up not, and they're not <clears throat> worthwhile to me. They don't add meaning to my life. Right. Like, I cannot take something good from this because it's telling me your life is pointless. And I'm like, but it's not, though. Yeah. I'm sorry you feel that way, and I'm sorry that apparently your life would be pointless. Right, right. But mine, I, I think that's the problem here. You feel like your life would be pointless. That's well, a you problem, not I, a me I'm gonna problem. I'm going to compare this to people that I've had some arguments with on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. And and these are your Christians who say, when we start talking about morals, and they're like, um, well, if it wasn't for God, I'd be out there probably raping and murdering. And, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Uh, um what yeah that's, and that says a lot about who you are that your belief in god is the only thing holding you back right but it's also the only thing allowing you to find meaning in life right like, Where, and, and and based on what we read on our q a the the understanding of this chapter these chapters is that the basis of of this book is that there is an, an innate understanding that god is there right mm-hmm and so the meaningless is the meaningless found not in God, right? right? The when you don't accept God into your heart or whatever, right? That's the meaningless, right? Mm -hmm. To an extent, right? And I just don't. I'm not okay with that. Like I, I don't. I don't understand people who can't function without God, right? It doesn't make sense to me. It's the same neediness as a a couple who cannot function unless their partner is with them, right? Like, I can't go to the movies unless my partner comes with me. I can't enjoy a girl's night out or a guy's night out. Like, I can't go out with friends unless my partner is with me. Right. Like, you're so fucking needy. You have to be secure in yourself. And yeah. that goes for if you're, you know, doing without God. You have to be secure in your own person. Right. To be okay with the ideas that you are exploring as far as, like, you know, if you're deconverting... Obviously, it takes a lot of you're breaking a lot of norms of your life mm -hmm. to do that, mm -hmm. and you. But you've got to learn to be okay with your own choices and your own um, morals. Right, so. right. And I sometimes wonder if people deconverting. I I don't know. I'd like to hear from people who are deconverting. But I sometimes wonder if the deconverting comes with them being told over and over again that. You can only have meaning if God is in your life and them still not feeling that meaning. Right. And being like. Well, I can imagine that. I mean, I grew up in a very religious area mm -hmm. and I had many friends and, and family, for that matter, that were very religious. And, and there was this idea that they would push that you can't really know, you know, happiness or anything until you know God. Mm -hmm. And I, I could never wrap my head around it. I'm like, what? What? So I'm, how I'm, I'm I'm doing fine, guys. I'm I'm fine over here. Do you think that any of them like 
fail to feel what they sell. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think you can see that all the time in those communities. You can see that hypocrisy um, just blaringly or glaringly obvious on people that are part of that community. It's just that they'll never admit it. And then they expect you to, to join their group and live up to the higher standards that they don't actually live up to. Right. So. Everyone's toil is for their mouth, yet their appetite is never satisfied. It's the same words. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, they're using food. Right. What advantage have the wise? <clears throat> what advantage have the wise over fools? Why do the poor gain by knowing how to conduct them, themselves before others? Better what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. Hmm. Enjoy um, what's in your backyard, like Dorothy said at I the guess, end of The Wizard yeah. of Oz. Be, be happy with your lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Don't have a roving eye. I mean, to some extent that, you know, not most most people are never going to make it, right? You're never going to. So try to enjoy what you have, right? Yeah. I, I can get down with that idea But it's somewhere. trying to find the um, the middle ground between... Um, appreciating, appreciating what you have, leading a satisfying life, et cetera, et cetera, like being satisfied versus not being too complacent and allowing yourself to get too comfortable in what you have so that you still have room to dream and want more. Right. Like, but don't let that dreaming and wanting more become something that can never be satisfied and. And that makes you unhappy with what you have. It's finding that middle that's, ground. I think that's a balance everybody walks no matter whether mm-hmm. there's a God or not. Right. Like that's something that we all struggle with in life on any given, you know, month, year, whatever. Yeah. Like we all have to find those balances for ourselves in life. Sure. Another one has been my perpetual um, search, I guess, to know where to deal in self-love and self-acceptance versus where to go with um, self-growth and wanting to change and be better. Right. That's a really hard balance to find too. For sure. Like what parts of yourself do you accept and what parts of yourself do you say, I want to be better. This is not working. Right. And I mean, that can be applied so many different ways, but I think all of it is just finding that middle ground. Yeah. And having, I guess it's the serenity prayer too, you know, the, <laughs> the God grant me the strength to, or I don't know, whatever, the knowledge to Your something and the strength this. and the doing the things that are, what, <laughs> how does it go? Tell me God what it grant is. Me the serenity to, can you grant me the strength? I don't remember. It's. I, I never I never did the serenity prayer. But it's so. something about finding the middle ground, basically. Sure. No, I know. I, the I, wisdom to know the difference. Sure. That's in there for sure. Um, something about acceptance and the strength to change and the wisdom to know the difference. Right. Right. But God knows if what the hell that <laughs> prayer is. Whatever. I can never think on the spot. Like, I Well, need... yeah. I mean, it's not like we have a lot of room in our life for the serenity prayer, you know? No, I so. know. I know. All right, this too is meaningless. A chasing after the wind. There we go, after the wind. Yeah. Whatever exists has already been named, and what humanity is has been known. No one can contend with someone who is stronger. I'm assuming 
they're, I don't know, maybe referring to God? I guess. Like you can't usurp God's role, maybe? You don't, you, you can't, you have to accept your lot in life to the, you can't go further than God. So like if mm. you're always trying to attain more to usurp God, oh, that's okay. pointless. That's meaningless. That's, okay. you know, whatever. I guess. Maybe, I, I mean, I'm just, that's my own personal. I like, don't, I don't understand that. And I don't understand that concept either. So. I think, I think that, well, obviously we're talking about an entity that's not actually real. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that some people think that they can work harder and win the game, you know, and you, and the truth is you can't, right. they're just, they're just inserting God into this at some level. Okay. That's all. Like win the game of life. Like how does that work? You die in the end. Right. So, yeah. You die. We all die. And you can't take your toys with you. Definitely not. The more the words, the less the meaning. And how does that profit anyone? I, again, we talked about this in another chapter. With that the doesn't, talking that's too not much. always necessarily true. Yeah. For who knows what is good for a person in life during the few and meaningless days they pass through like a shadow. Who can tell them what will happen under the sun after they are gone? The end. Nobody can. But you can tell yourself what's good while you're here under the sun. Right. Because you know what makes you happy, what makes you tick, what you desire in life. You can you can help determine that for yourself. Right. You have to be willing to take the steps to understand yourself first mm-hmm. and, and do that. But there's no God that's going to help you do that. No. There's no, you have to, to take on that responsibility yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, these are all things that I, I still like these chapters. I think it's a good, I think they're good concepts, right? Mm-hmm. Because it falls in line with kind of who I am as a person, right. what they're talking about. And right. that's to accept responsibility for your yourself and your lot in life and what you're going to do with your life and not overstretch yourself and not understretch yourself, but, mm-hmm. you know, find that balance, you know? Yeah, I, I was going to say I definitely like the these chapters so far more because although they're lacking in story, like the last two yeah. books were... Um, they're more philosophical and sure. give you something to think about. No, and I, I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely Proverbs and Psalms, we, the two last books that we just read, Yeah, they were, I mean... They were supposed to be philosophical, but instead to me just felt simple. This feels deep. Right. Like, even though I disagree with the conclusion, clearly thought was put into it. Yeah, the concept and is I definitely fleshed out a that. little bit, you know, yeah. so it's, it's yeah. cool. Um, so anyway, I think, uh, that's all we've got for today. Is that right? Yeah, that was, so, yeah. That was Ecclesiastes chapter six. Sure as fuck was. Which means that tomorrow we will be back with... Ecclesiastes chapter seven. And for those of you who didn't join us on Discord today, because we recorded this on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, we'll be back with our next live recording on Discord on Tuesday at 10 p.m. So if you have a chance to join us that night... Please stop on by and we'll see you on our Discord channel. Links are in the show notes. Yep. And that was 10 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Yep. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know where we are? We are in Ecclesiastes. We are. And we just finished chapter six. Correct. And we said we were going to do a Patreon episode, but we never did. We didn't. So we're kind of, we, we suck a little bit well, sometimes right now. We do, but sometimes there's too much and not enough time. It, yeah. 
no that's 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 the that's what happened and that is what happened so we we owe a thing so yeah or well we didn't do a thing anyway yeah and we'll get to it soon we will sorry but not today sorry or yesterday sorry. sorry so anyway we just finished chapter six of ecclesiastes sure as fuck did which means that today we're getting into ecclesiastes chapter seven all right let's go do this okie dokie Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Okay. A good name is better than fine perfume. Wow. A good name is better like than a, fine perfume. Your reputation. You know, having oh, a good reputation. See, here I was trying to think of good names and all that came to my head was Pee Wee Herman. Oh I don't God. know why, but I thought, you know, that's a good fucking name. That is a Pee-wee good. Pee Wee Herman. That is a good and fucking name. may he rest in peace. Yes. But, uh, yeah. But that is not what they're going for here, no. I think. I mean, um, how can you ever forget a name like Pee Wee Herman? You cannot. You, you can never forget, forget that. that name. Nope, you cannot. But, but, but yeah, they're talking no, about reputation. Reputation, yeah, reputation is important yeah. too. And keeping up your reputation for being a good, decent, reliable person is right. better than perfume. I mean, it is. I don't like perfume, so I would always agree with that. Oh my god. Okay, it's better than not being <laughs> stinky. It's better than being a fine-smelling person. Got it. Got okay? it. Yeah. And the day of death, better than the day of birth. Why? Probably because you will have lived life. And so everybody knows your name, like a bar. I guess. But like to me, Mm -hmm. my day of birth is so much better than my day of death because I have so much more life ahead of me. That's what I would think. But these are people looking at things differently. Right. Right. They're looking at... Death means that all of the hardship is behind you, and the only thing left is your name and your reputation, and you're off to better places. But you're not, though. I mean, according to them, you are. Right. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's why I'm not down with that. Right. I'm just I'm just saying that's probably what they think. Sure. Sure. No, I get it. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of everyone. And the living should take this to heart. Mm, I don't know if that's I don't, my... I don't know that I agree with. I don't... I, again... Death isn't my quote-unquote destiny. Like, I'm not, like, aiming for death. No, like, it's just something that's inevitably going to happen. Right. How, and I definitely am not trying to speed along to that point, you know? It's like it's like they went from, like, it's so sad, we're all going to die. And they went from, like, I can't hardly deal with it to... Deal with this so much that that's just where you're going, and so right. you want to shoot for it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a happy medium where you understand that you're gonna die, but you don't let that color your days, right? Except in so far as how do you want to be remembered and what do you want to accomplish before you're gone? I mean, just to put us in context of where we're talking about, we're talking about thousands of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So these people had to have been way more concerned about death than we are today. Sure. Now, that being said, even today, in this day and age, people are very concerned about death. That's why they religion are. is so prominent and it's why we... Try to stay young. And yeah, like it's a very... All those creams to remove your wrinkles and whatever. Right, but... Life expectancy back then was not what it is today. Right. Though we're going in the wrong direction today. Yeah, but yes, still, we are. We are. It, in America, it was, anyway. It was a lot more relevant and, and, and imminent, probably, for them, even mm-hmm. at a younger age back then. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess maybe it was 
a bigger subject. Sure. That being said, I still don't agree with the sentiments exactly because they're based in a religious world. Right. No, totally agree with you. Frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart. That's not Say what I hear. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. Frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart. I don't. Again, where are they getting this fucking information? Every science I've ever read is the right. opposite. Yeah, the no. Smiling is good for you. Right. Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. And trying to make yeah. the best out of a bad situation. And cetera, a sourpuss is bad for you. And it gives you wrinkles. Right? See? Yeah. The heart. You know, I'm trying to think, like, okay, am I taking this out of context? Am I not understanding a greater message here? Okay? Sure, sure. Like, okay, frustration is better than laughter. Maybe they mean that... Letting your anger fire you up to give you forward motion is better than just being frivolous and silly. I suppose and you could. Frittering away your time. I suppose you could take it to mean that. Maybe that's what they mean, and it's just poorly translated and poorly phrased. I don't know. There was the other bit about A sad death is and, and all that, and how they were, you know, death is better than birth. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is, is not. What you're like, I appreciate your try at trying to make it have a better meaning, but I don't feel like that's what this is. I feel like also they're saying, like, if you have a sad face, that means you're a serious person, but if you have a smiley face and you're happy all the time, then you're just a frivolous, silly, like you're a clown. You know what? They can kiss my ass. Yeah. So you're only as old as your demeanor, not right, your age. Right, right. No and wonder you guys had lower life expectancies. Yeah, it had nothing to do with your <laughs> your lack of um, advanced medicine. Right, no, yeah, yeah, that wasn't it at all. The heart of the wise is in the house of the mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. Mm, okay, so they're equating, they are equating happiness to sin, essentially, mm-hmm. and frowning to seriousness so you're you're you were closer actually than i was i think as far as your take on it like they're trying to portray this serious side versus this frivolous side so they're not saying necessarily at least as far as i'm taking this don't be happy what they're saying is don't um waste your money on like lots of wine and you know sex houses of pleasure and stuff like that yeah like you can be happy and smile, but don't let it be over frivolous fripperies. Sure. I but guess. I also think that they had a very warped sense of ideas to what happiness meant and, yeah. and serious meant back then, too. It's not yeah. exactly correct. No, it's, it's not. It's not even close to correct, actually. Because, like, if I'm in my backyard looking at that wild bunny, and I know I keep bringing this bunny up, <laughs> but, man, he, he's cute. Yeah. There's nothing cuter than a wild bunny. Right. That comes and visits your backyard. Yeah. And if I'm smiling... I'm not being frivolous and frippering away my time, you know. You're I'm just enjoying. I'm accepting life. one of the small pleasures of life. Yeah, you know, some some religious folk might even call it one of God's gifts. Yeah. I wouldn't, because I'm not. Right. But you know, try to reconcile those two, y'all. I, yeah, I I don't know what they're getting at here, and I don't like this whole book thus far has been very down. Yeah. Very dark. Yes. Very um, not not happy. <laughs> right. Very depressed. Eeyore. Womp yeah. womp. And so I don't I don't 
I feel like this is like we talked about this earlier, but like this is like a style of writing, right? Mm-hmm. That was that that barely made it into, Pessim- the, into the pessimism literature right, that barely made it barely made it into the Bible. Yeah, but they're trying to turn it to make even this type of writing toward God. Yeah, at some level, mm-hmm. and it's just not working for me. No, me neither. Me neither. I'm not its target audience. Granted, but right, still. Right. It is better to heed the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. I mean. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like we're digging back into like Proverbs here almost. We are. So. Yeah. Like the crackling of thorns under the pot, so is the laughter of fools. This too <laughs> is meaningless. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, sometimes it's fun to. You guys are to... kind of just You're boring. You're boring. Yeah. And sometimes. I like a good fool to make me laugh. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Some of the funniest movies, you know, Monty Python. Right. I'm not going to feel ashamed for enjoying those yeah. and for having a good laugh at some fools. Definitely. So there. Extortion turns a wise person into a fool and a bribe corrupts the heart. So don't I'm... extort people and don't bribe them. Yeah, if you were a... Stand up person to begin with, though you probably wouldn't have done that in the first place, right? So, <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't think those actions do it. The person did it. Do you ever get those? Um, do you ever get those tweet? Not tweets. What are they? Emails. <laughs> I, I, I had to think of what all the from um, the Nigerian prince. No, not that one. Oh no. I, no, I know you get that one. Yeah, we all do. Right. Um, he's really busy. He is. He is. Um, do you ever get the ones that say? Oh, I caught you. I have hacked into your computer and I have pictures and video of you. No, you're the only one that's got that one so far. I've gotten that. But you got that multiple times. I've got that at least three times in the last two years. And they're like, you need to give us money or we're going to share this with everybody you know. And like, here's my thing. Like, I do not watch porn, not because I'm anti-porn, but just because like, that's not my thing. Like... It's not what gets my rocks off, okay? Like sure. TMI, but I I'm just not into it. Like if you are, that's great. Go yeah. to it. Go to town. Yeah. Do what you need to do no to judgment. do your thing, you know? But it, that's not it for me. So I'm just like, what exactly is it that you think you saw me doing? And go ahead and I'm not gonna pay you and just release it because I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Because right. even if somehow you saw me, what, masturbating or something? <laughs> I guarantee you that the, the the computer was not my target audience, so the camera was not adjusted properly for it. Besides, if you were spying on me, you should have seen my bank account and that I'm not worth your fucking time. Yeah. So. And also, I can guarantee you fucking nobody wants to see that. <laughs> nobody wants to see that. I'm just I don't not know. worried. You should check out OnlyFans. Apparently, everybody wants to see everything. Well... Then whatever. I'm just Good saying. luck to you. Go ahead and see what kind of money you can make off of that. You know? <laughs> Best of luck. Um, I'm I'm not worried about it is all I'm saying. Right, right. A, no, you didn't. Right. You did not. And B, if you did, bet. You know? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I got to say about that. But right. has anybody else received th- those emails is my question. Because husband and kid have not received those emails. Right. Uh, we all get the Nigerian prints, though. Of course. Well, yeah. I mean, not so much anymore, but that was a thing. Of, it's kind of it's it's a it's evolved from. Yeah. There. No, I don't get the Nigerian prints. You're right. I get now 
um, the ones that are from like UPS and FedEx saying that they have my package. Right, right. And or I'm your like, orders, something or other, or whatever. Yeah. And they're really good at this stuff. They like are. It's, it's definitely gotten a lot better. Oh, sometimes I get Amazon, um, your your order has been canceled, and I'm like, ha, ah, joke's on you. I didn't order anything today. <laughs> right. Uh, public service announcement. If you get an email from somebody saying you need to give them information, just fucking don't. Right. Like any link, email, ever, anything, don't give people information ever. No unless matter how you con- real unless it you looks. contact them and look up their phone number, mm-hmm. you do not give them information. Just go ahead and delete that email and assume it's bad. And then if you're like really just like insecure, like Log all the way out of everything and then go into your fucking actual account where you think the problem might lie. Yeah. And check it out. And I guarantee you that if you owe money, it will be right there on the front page. Right, right. Of it, your it login. It surprises me how many people fall for this shit. Mm-hmm. And, and not just like, I mean, like normal people. Right. And yeah. they'll tell me like, oh, yeah, I just got hacked and got, you know, $50,000. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Fifty. Oh my god! Okay, like I'm like you have fifty thousand dollars to lose, and yet right, <laughs> and yet. Mm. So anyway, let's not extort or bribe people. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes you a shit heel. Right. Okay. The end of a matter is better than its beginning. Obviously. Uh, I mean, is it though? Well, I'm, I'm a matter. What a matter? It, I guess it depends on what the matter is. Right. Like yeah. if it's a issue, like issue in quotation marks like um we're having an argument about something and the the, end is better than the beginning we're back to these like black and white statements here like this is Mm -hmm. what's bothering me we're like we're we're right back into statements that are very similar what we were reading in the last couple of chapters or last couple of books and why are we back in the same type of like back and forth white and um you know black and white statements that's the section of the bible that we're in though they stuck all of these so-called um wisdom literature yeah all in the same section got it so although the first couple chapters were like pretty and poetic yeah no it i like seems like we're back to the previous two books of right, uh, right. just wisdom yeah right so-called wisdom yeah i i like the first few chapters of this but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting annoyed now right now we're back to where we were and it's right. not as fun yeah so anyway the end of some undisclosed matter is better than its beginning Okay, whatever. And patience is better than pride. Um, I, I'm gonna I, say I don't, again. I don't. What are we referring? Like you know, we, we did this all through Proverbs where we argued every single point. I know. Like, we're you know, like, I don't know. Like, is, is it there? I'm. Sh- I just hate the black and white statements. Well, when I you say them. patience is better than pride, that makes me think of the question: Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? And I always answer that question incorrectly because. The whole, the answer is supposed to be, um, I would rather be happy, in which case I will allow you to take the answer and pretend that you're right, even though you're fucking wrong, because in the end, does it really matter? And so let's just be sure. happy and get along. Right, 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 right. And so I always answer that incorrectly because I'm like, no, I would rather that we both be happy with the correct answer. Right. And if that means I'm wrong, I'm fine with that, but I'm not just going to like back down because and you say want me you're to. Right, right and have that mature patience to let you think something that's incorrect. Right. And it's not a pride issue for me. It's a, no, but I just want the right answer. And not only do I want the right answer, I want everybody to have the right answer and then we can all be happy together. Right. 
Right. And that's what this reminds me of. Yeah. And so I don't like it. No, I, I don't either. I mean, like I said, I don't like these black and white. Like, I, you and I have had a discussion about patience and pride and, mm-hmm. and stand, you know, whatever. We've had these discussions yes. amongst ourselves outside of the Bible and outside mm-hmm. of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And there is a place for both. Yeah. But. Like, um, when it comes to certain people in our families, in our extended families, you always point out to me, it would be better to just be patient, be the bigger person and just let them have it, blah, 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 blah. Because yeah. it's family and it's more important to just get along. And you are way better than that. You are way more emotionally mature than I am in that. And I'm still trying to find my place between either choosing this moment to stand up or back down and to ask myself, is this a moment that requires a right answer where we can all be happy with the correct information or when I am indeed just letting my pride not allow me to let this person right be over me? Yeah. So, yeah, we have talked about this because we both. But again, there is a place for both Mm -hmm. types of scenarios. Yeah. And the black and white is not, it's not okay. It's not okay. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit for anger resides in the lap of fools. Mm. Mm. Uh, It's same, same vein. Sometimes, you know. It's the same, same thing. Yeah. It's the same, the same discussion we just had. Don't make rash decisions out of anger. Sure. I'll agree with that. You know, like don't, don't ever, um. Don't ever punish your children out of anger. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, people sometimes they'll spank their kids just because they're so mad. Right. Like, no. Send them to their room. Give it a minute. And then, you know, think about why you're so mad and, you know. And what the correct punishment should be. Right. I'm not saying don't punish your child. Right. I'm saying don't spank out of anger. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Right. You know? Don't right. beat your kids. For God's sakes. Right. Okay. Do not say, quote, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Ooh, I know some Republicans that could take that to heart. <laughs> they're always talking about some old days. And yeah, I'm like, hell, their whole campaign's based on that. Make right? America great again. Right? Yeah. I'm like, are you talking about them old days when women stayed in the kitchen and black people were still the ones in charge of raising your kids so that you could go be white out in public? Right. Like, right. is that the ones? Yeah. The ones where we had slavery? Them good old days? You know it is. Mm. Well, I'm not for that. Yeah. Me either. I I personally, as a woman, like having the vote and like being able to be a co-host on the podcast. Right. I rather like being an equal. Thank you. Have a nice day. Wisdom, like an inheritance, is a good thing and benefits those who see the sun. (laughs) I mean, wisdom is good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No arguments. Yep. Wisdom is a shelter as money is a shelter, but the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. I mean, money can help preserve you too. But you, you gotta buy, be buy smart. a lot of comforts. You gotta be smart enough to know how to spend it properly so you don't Not waste if you have it on a too yacht. Much. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, if you're Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, you don't really have to worry about where you're spending your money. But you also. It's the invisible man syndrome. Like, what would you do if you knew that you couldn't get caught? That's the whole story of the invisible man. Got it. Right? Right. And that's what being too rich is. Your conscience is effectively removed. 
Right, right. And your brain is warped. So, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So don't be invisible and don't be too rich because right. your brain done going to get warped. Yeah. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? Say that again. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? Um, Like a river, like a crooked I, river. So I guess the answer is nobody, obviously. Cause, right, because you know, God's God did the, it. the bestest. Right. Yeah. Okay. So consider what he's done. Um, okay. When times are good, be happy, but not too fucking happy, you know? Right. When times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Oh, there mm. we go. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Always find comfort in the fucking Lord. Right. And when shit sucks, then just be like, there's a reason for this. Right, but I want to I know why. Yeah. And I, I would like to talk to the dude. Yeah, just get me enthusiastically you know? on board. Right, Like I've yeah. always said. If, and you, then... if you've got a great... Dude, you're God. Yeah. You should be able to just like implant this information in my head right now. And you know what? If you're like, your brain would explode. I'll challenge accepted. If my I mean, brain explodes, it explodes. I'll take that risk. What would happen right now if, like, God just implanted this information? I just started speaking God speak, like, right now. Right. Right. That'd be awesome. Right. I mean, wouldn't you take that as like, oh shit? No, I would have a lot of questions, and I would have a lot of um, arguments, and I would, I would have a lot of shit to say to you. I'd be kind of pissed actually, because yeah. I'm like, dude, you waited till we're running our podcast to do that. Right? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Not okay. Yeah. There's no such thing, so it's no, okay. No, I know. I know. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. I mean, we are tampering with learning how to do um, time travel. So yeah. Are we? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying we, you know, got it or anything, but we are tampering with it. It is no longer a ridiculous theory. It is a we might be able to do it someday. Gotcha. Yeah, with all that um, dark matter and time and distance and um, the collider thing, the the hadron collider and all yeah. of, all of all of those sciencey physics things. We just have to survive, you know, ourselves. Yes, to get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these: the righteous perishing in their righteousness. And the wicked living long in their wickedness. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes bad people get. I love how things. he started. I love how they started the sentence with this in this meaningless life in this meaningless life of mine. Mm-hmm. Like wow. Yeah. Just you're okay. If this is Solomon, and, I'm and just you're gonna... not, and you're not selling the the righteous versus the wicked very well here. Right. You're like okay, they live longer apparently. So. Well, I got to be honest. Like, I I really don't want to hear this from Solomon. The right. wisest man and so fucking rich, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, your complaining is a little bit like, shut the fuck up. Right. Boo-hoo. Fucker. Yeah. I don't want to hear your shit, honestly. Right. Do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? Yeah. Um, Find a middle chair and be very happy and don't make your oatmeal too hot and don't make your oatmeal too cold. And don't make your chair too big. And don't make your chair too little. you got to be the middle bear. Don't be the mama bear and the daddy bear and the baby bear. Be Goldilocks and find the one that's just white. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, do not be over wicked and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? 
Yeah, why? Well, why you, would you? Why would you do that? How is dying before your time even a thing if it's all in God's plan? Right. Yeah. If God planned it. Yeah, that's true. You didn't. They're die. kind of going like they go against their own. I know. Set, like God plans it all, but not you know. But not really. But you can still die before your time. I'm like, but I couldn't. But if though. that's the case, then God planned that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Can't have it both ways, guy. Yeah. You really can't. It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. Uh, false. Just go with false on that one. Yeah, yeah. Wisdom makes one wise person more powerful than ten rulers in a city. False. Right. I mean, sorry. Um, you yeah. were so bored by these that you had to yawn. I mean, yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was yes. Awful. Indeed, there is no one on earth who is righteous. No one who does what is right and never sins. Then why are you saying don't be righteous right. if none yeah. of us is? I mean, you, you, I, I think you, they're trying to say you try to live up to the, you try mm. to live up to these ideals, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, that would be without sin. Righteous means that you try to sure. live without sin. You fail, but you try. Right, right. Like those are very separate things. Yeah. So to say don't be righteous and then be like J.K. There's no such thing as righteous, and I'm like, <laughs> hey, you're stupid. Do not pay attention to every word people say, or you may hear your servant cursing you. Um, For you I, know in your heart that many times you yourself have cursed others. I, I'm sorry, but I want to know if, well, A, I don't have servants or slaves. No. So um, there's that. But also, if I was a manager, I'd want to know if my employees were cursing me. Well, I think this goes along with, I, I hear what you're saying and I don't disagree. However, having said that, right. this goes along with the, it's none of your business what other people think of you. True. And don't worry about. No, you can't. Well, okay, look, if you, I want to know only to improve myself. Like, I want to know what, like, I, I'm the, it, when I've been a manager, I want my employees to speak their mind and, and try to make their lives better through me. Right? Like. If mm-hmm. there's something I'm doing wrong, I want to know about it. Right. So when I say I'm listening to my employees when they're cursing me, I'm listening in order to shape my management management style, not to punish them for doing so. So you're not saying like I'm listening behind secret doors. You're right. saying I'm listening. I have an open door policy to where they can bring their complaints to me. And I, I'm, yeah. and if I will I, listen and hear and them out. If I out. overhear something, I'm not going to – I mean I might call them out on it, but I also – I'm going to do it in a constructive way, not a, you know, destructive way. So you wouldn't be like, I heard you talking shit about me. You got something to say. Say it to my fucking face. Right. You wouldn't no, be like never, that. never. You might be like, so I heard you had an issue with blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to hear more about that because, you know, I haven't really thought about it. And, yeah. you know, maybe. Yeah, let you me know have, what your thoughts are on the yeah. matter. You know, let's see well, what how would, do. How would maybe you have done it differently? Right. Or I hear what you're saying, bro. And you're probably right. But to be honest, I was in a rough spot. There was nothing else I could have done. Sure. So it is no, what I, it is. I think, I think the one of the biggest revelations that anybody ever has is that your boss is just a human being too. Right. So. Right. You know, and, and sometimes that human being is a dick. Sometimes they're not though. So, you know, it just, it is what it is. I remember once I had a conversation with the last boss that I had and, um, all of the employees that we had were really young because they were all cheerleading coaches. And so they were just all like college students and yeah. stuff like that. 
and um, I was in my 30s at this time. So I was more mature than them, but not as old as my employers. Right. So I remember her telling me something about that I had a better relationship with the employees than she did. I was the director's assistant. And um, so she let me handle a lot of the communication as the middleman kind of thing. Yeah. And um, we got into a conversation about it. And I kind of got the impression that it like not bothered her, but that she didn't understand it. And so she was like trying to compliment me on why I had the better relationship. And I said, well, I'm not as intimidating as you are. And and like the way I said it, I didn't mean it as an insult. Like I'm just very like shit falls out of my mouth because I just say what's on my brain. I'm not malicious. I'm just kind of thoughtless. Sure. And so she was like, they think I'm intimidating. And I just like she was looking at me like you said that to me and also wait is that what they think too and i was looking at her like are you fucking stupid yes you're the most intimidating person i ever met and like i literally told her that and she was like i didn't know that and i was like uh yeah you are like very straight and very like you have this air of maturity about you that like nobody can live up to you are the boss lady right right and it's just amazing that you can have that talk with somebody and other people see you so differently than how you see yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, then she started telling me how she thinks they, they see me. And, like, I'm so open that, like, yeah, I know. I'm overly dramatic, immature, overly emotional. Like, yeah, you could tell me all that shit. I already know that. Right. So try to, I don't know, maybe be a little bit open to who you are as a person, but also be aware of who you are as a person. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with all that. No, I I think it's good to talk with, if you can't talk with your boss, then it's a bad situation. Yeah. And I think it's important that you be able to, I I don't remember where this whole conversation started, honestly, but hearing other people curse you. Oh yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, it's, I don't say anything I wouldn't say to somebody's face. Right. Yeah. But, no, that's how I've always operated. But I do talk trash. But the thing is, is that the trash I talk is not anything that I wouldn't talk to the person about if given the opportunity. Right. If they were interested in my fucking opinion. But it's usually celebrities that I talk trash about. So. Yeah. No, honestly, if I couldn't complain about my boss to my boss, I'd probably complain to their boss. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just saying, no, I'm saying like if if my boss is not receptive to criticism, mm-hmm. I'm not going to deal well with that. Right. That's not something I can handle. Right. So that's going to get moved up the line because that person is not going to deal with me well. Right. Because I'm the type of person that's going to let them know. Right. What's on my mind. Right. As far as what I think is correct and not correct. So and they're not going to like it. They're not going to like it. Yeah. All this, um, Solomon, the preacher teacher guy. Yeah. Continues. I tested by wisdom and I said, I am determined to be wise. But this was beyond me. Whatever exists is far off and most profound. Who can discover it? I don't know. Astronauts. Yeah. They can discover it. Yeah. So I turned my mind to understand, to investigate, and to search out wisdom and to scheme of things, and to understand the stupidity of wickedness and the madness of folly. I find more bitter than death the woman who is a snare. <laughs> Fucking women, you know, you know the woman. She's the hot lip vixen. Yeah, that the honey lip vixen. Yeah, she got that honey on her lips. Mm-hmm. Whose heart is a trap and whose hands are chains. 
chain. Damn. She's going to get you. She's a honey lip vixen with chains, huh? Mm-hmm. She's going to tie you up. Yeah. You're going to fall, and your dick's going to fall into her, and it's going to be her fault. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all over then. Yep, yep. Yep. The man who pleases God will escape her, but the sinner she will ensnare. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Try not to enjoy that sex with that honey lip vixen. Mm-hmm. With the chains. With the chains. She's going to get you. I don't know. I mean, sounds like a good time to some people. Mm, but, you I, know, I'm just saying. I don't really know what to say <laughs> about all this because it's ridiculous. Look, says the teacher, this is what I have discovered. Adding one thing to another to discover the scheme of things. While I was still searching but not finding, I found one upright man among a thousand. One. But not one upright woman among them all. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here with this. What the hell? These are a bunch of fucking incels. Not just... Yes. Not just incels, though. They're so... I'm just... I'm speechless. Yeah. I cannot even with this. Not one upright woman in a thousand. (laughs) Maybe you're looking in all the wrong places, asshole. Like, maybe you're only looking in harems and bars and clubs. Right, right. Maybe... Maybe... What about your mama? What about your... Right? Does your mom suck? You... Not one sister, huh? No, no not one not. of your. I know you had like a thousand sisters. Not one of your sisters was good. Apparently, did did you have not. any daughters? Were any of them any good? Apparently not. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so annoyed with this. Yeah. Oh my god. This only have I found. God created mankind upright, but they have gone in search of many schemes. The end. We sure have gone in search of many schemes. You know what? It got us to the fucking moon. I was going to say, we're in space now, head to Mars, so yeah. get the fuck out of here. Not one woman. <laughs> Kiss my ass. You're going to be steamed about that for a while. Oh, I am. How dare? How fucking dare? Because I know who washes his undies. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not. Look, I am not saying that women wash men's undies, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. Yeah, in our household, husband does his own laundry, okay? That's right. Just putting it out there. Husband yeah, does I wash his own my own damn undies. Right. And that's not like a man-woman thing. It's just the way it falls, okay? So, whatever. But in this life, in, that, in, in this story, in this Bible, I know for a fact that Solomon's harem, his wives, took care of cleaning his clothes, washing his undies, making his dinner, bringing him his food, Teaching them his fucking ABCs or what the fuck ever they took for writing and reading back then. Right. Okay? I know it was all women doing all that work, scrubbing his toilet. Okay? Mm-hmm. And now you're going to tell me, well, I didn't find one woman that was good among all of them. Fuck you. The Bible doesn't like women. The Bible can lick my twat is what? I'm certainly. Well, yeah. I'm just, oh, I'm so fucking. This book, man. This book. I'm. I don't have good words. I'm sorry. That's that's all I got right now. All right. So on that note, that was Ecclesiastes chapter 7. It sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be back with... Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Yeah. We'll see you guys then. Yeah, bye. Husband! Wife! Do you know where the hell we're at? Ecclesiastes is where we're at. We are. And I think we just got done with chapter 7. We did. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's starting to sound like, sadly, like it started off really, really great. It was so strong. I thought it was really amazing. It was the best Eeyore note ever. Yeah. But like lately it's sounding, sounding more and more like Proverbs or something. And I'm getting a little annoyed with the sound, like yeah. with the, the tone and the, the voice that's coming out. This, 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 but that, that. So I'm hoping that it goes back to more of the poetic wonderfulness that was in the first like three chapters. Like the dark. Yeah. You know, everything is meaningless. I mean, it's still it's still better than, I mean, we're not reading Proverbs or Psalms at least. So. But- but it's like a close cousin. You know? Right now it is. Right yeah. now it is. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that was Ecclesiastes chapter 7. And today we're doing... Ecclesiastes chapter 8. All right. You ready to get into this? I sure as hell am. Let's do it. All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. All right. You ready for this? I'm ready for this. Okay. Who is like the wise? Who is like the the wise are probably like the wise. The owls are. The, the owls are seen as wise. I don't know that they are. The turtles. Are the turtles wise? Yeah. They're slow. But they're also wise. Because, Why are they wise? Because they've lived like hundreds of years. Oh. Like um, in Stephen King's mythology type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, Gan, the old turtle. Right. Like the world sits on the turtle. Because yeah. the turtle is wise. Right. You know, that thing. Sure. Who else is wise? Um, I don't know. Dolphins are wise. Got it. Gandalf is wise. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Um, Merlin is wise. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Got it. Okay. Um. So that's who the wise is. Who's that's like the wise? The wise? Them ones. The wise ones. Who knows the explanation of things? Um. Einstein knows. The explanation of things. Some things. Some things. Not all things. Not all the things, obviously. Nobody knows all the things. Well, duh. No, it just is the ex- the explanation of things. Right. But I think they're referring to God, obviously. Uh, oh. Yeah. I thought they. I thought it was like an essay question, like no, fill in the blank. No, you're not supposed to answer. Oh, it's rhetorical. Yeah, right. Fuck. A person's wisdom brightens their face and changes its hard appearance. Does it? So, like, when you're wise, it shines out your face holes. You're happier when you're wise? Because I, th- I I am. When really? I When I'm wise, I'm so fucking happy. But aren't you maybe sometimes a little bit more cynical, though? Yes. So, not always, then. No, true. True. It, that is but true. But when you're having, like, a wise moment. Oh, my God. When that light best. bulb goes off. Oh, that is the best. Except for if the light bulb goes off and it's, like... Now I get it. And then you feel stupid, even though wisdom just hit you. Right, right. Because you were the last to know. Sure. So, oh, let me ask you this. Here's a good question. Yeah. You're the last to know. You're the last to figure it out. And it just dawns on you. Everybody knew but you. Right. But when you figure it out, in that moment, are you wise? Can you be considered wise if you... I don't think speed is a is a necessary trait. You know, you don't have to be the speediest. Or wise like person. the quantity of number of people who know, right? I mean, you, what if you had the most profound thought in the world, but it took you your entire life to get it? But, no, that's not the point. It's not the time factor. It's the everybody else knew it before you, right? In that moment when the light bulb brightens over your head, and you're like, "Oh, are you wise?" Everybody else knew it, but you. 
I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, too, because you learned a thing and yeah. it clicked. Right. Regardless of how many other people knew it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I don't know what that had to do with anything. I don't either. Obey the king's command, I say, because you took an oath before God. Well, what does God have to do with king? Wait, I mean, I know. I, that- I didn't. I, I don't have to obey the king's command, and I did not take an oath before God. Right. Who is he talking to? People that took oaths before God. Whom's the fuck? Well, I mean, they're assuming, I mean, everybody that they're addressing, they're probably assuming took an oath before God because we're talking about Israelites here. So somebody's standing before an audience saying, hey, y'all, who did take that oath over there just then? Right. You have to obey the king. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So not me. He's not talking to me. No. Okay. Do not be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. Do not stand up for a bad cause, for he will do whatever he pleases. What? what? Okay, hold on. The king will do whatever he pleases? Do whoever- hold on, hold what? on. Let's go back a sentence. Do not be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. Yeah. Like, take your time. Dilly-dally on your way sure, out the door. Sure, sure. Okay. Like, don't do, don't do the, oh, what is it called when you don't say goodbye to anybody? You just leave the party. It's like the French goodbye or something like that. Sure. But then there's the Midwestern goodbye where you have to say bye to every single person That's and you what have I to hug with. them. Yeah, you have to hug every single person yeah. and then you talk in the doorway and then they walk out with you and then you're all on the front porch as you're still saying goodbye like a half hour later. Yeah. That's the Midwestern goodbye. Yeah. But I, can, I, I can attest that's a real thing. Yeah, it so. it, it really is. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that's what it was called. But I've always done that, regardless of where I lived. Yes, you How have. Are, you didn't know me before I moved to Ohio. No, but I've every so ever since I've known you, you have done that. That is true. Yeah, that is true. It's just friendly. Yeah, I'm just real friendly. Yeah, I'm down down folk friendly. You know, wife is the type that um I I used to put my jacket on <laughs> when we said it was time to go. It's time to go. Let's put our jackets on. J K J K J K. But then I learned to wait for another. There's a, there's a secondary cue. Mm-hmm. And it's her, like you know, stepping a foot outside of the door threshold. And even and at that then, point, it's it's even tentative at that point. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but that's that's a stronger cue. Yeah, to put my jacket on. Yeah, because you're going to be out in the cold for a little bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> do not stand up for a bad cause, for he, I guess, the king will do whatever he pleases. Okay. I, I, I don't. Wanna, yeah. Whatever. How about just don't stand up for a bad cause? Yeah. What, what does the king have to do with any of this? Just like, who cares? Don't stand up for a bad cause. Right. Don't sell your soul to the devil, assholes. How about that? I mean, I don't need a king or a god. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to not stand up for a bad cause. Yeah. Yeah. Since a king's word is supreme, who can say to him, what are you doing? I, I, <laughs> I would say that. I, I, I it's too a king. would say that. Who cares? I mean, You're still a human. Look, Whatever. I know they chop people's heads off and stuff, but like. They still shart. I don't want to yeah. hear that they don't. They're still people. They got buttholes. That's all I'm saying. Right. You're right. not better than me. They just, had, you got they a just had a better family lineage and more money. Yep. That's all. Everybody pees. Like, you can't be better than me if you have a butthole. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Whoever obeys his command will come to no harm. False. And the wise heart will know the proper time and procedure. I, I know that they said, so, like, I, I really don't like this. Like I Me too. There was an equating back in Kings, actually, mm-hmm. of God, you know, saying that kings were... His representation on earth right, or whatever. Right, right. And now they're like, yep, it's basically kings are gods. Yep. Essentially. And I'm like, but they're not, though. Right. 
and and even in the Bible, they were like, no, some of them were shit. Yeah. But you're telling me that I have to follow them. Even the shit ones? Even if they're shit, apparently. Yeah, no, I'm they're not kings. going to. But it also says don't stand up for a bad cause, so, you know. Right. Which one is it? Yeah. I'm just going to, you do you and I'm, I'll do me and we'll see where we meet. It's the- like the robber that comes in and says, um, everybody on the ground. And then they're like, put your hands up. And I'm like, um... Which one do you want? (laughs) Yeah. For there is a proper time and procedure for every matter. We already did that one. That was in um, chapter three. Turn, turn, turn. A time for a season for blah, blah, blah. Though a person may be weighed down by misery. Well, yeah, because sometimes life sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Since no one knows the future, who can tell someone else what is to come? Nobody. I mean, yeah. Nobody, nobody can. Nor should they try. Right? In fact, it, it, isn't it, it like, according to the Bible, if you prophecy wrong, mm-hmm. you the punishment's death? Is it, yes. Is, 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 it, is it is not? It is death. Right. Yes. Yeah. As no one has power over the wind to contain it, so also no one has power over the time of their death. I I agree. True. True. To an extent, Yes. No one has power over the wind. I mean, well, okay, metaphorically, metaphorically, okay, metaphorically, I get what they're saying. You can't, like, hold it in your hand. Right. You can get a windmill going. Yeah. But only in places where the people aren't so silly that they say that it kills birds and gives you cancer. What about those places where you can go in and you can go skydiving in, like, the wind tunnels? Oh, my sister did that. And she sent me pictures of it, and I was like, pass. Oh, I would love to do that. I would love to watch you do that. <laughs> and I would love to stand outside the tunnel and laugh at you. Yes, and yes. you know I would put on a good show. You would. Yeah. You would. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold a camera. Right. Yeah. Okay, power of the wind. No one, no one knows what time they're going to die. That's true. That's true. As no one is discharged in time of war, so wickedness will not release those who practice it. Um, so say, um, I, okay. So you're in an army, right? And it's time of war, right? They're not going to let you out of the army because it's wartime. You got to stay. That makes sense. Hypothetically. I mean, that actually is false. You can get discharged even during time of war. Sure, but let's just go back to older times when they needed everybody and you're not going to get discharged. You're not going to get discharged. Sure. Okay. Um, just like that, wickedness is not going to release practicers of wickedness so once wickedness gets on you just like wartime you won't be released i see you won't be discharged right once you're wicked you're wicked forever it's like that thing where like you know the only way out of the mob is in a body bag or something like that yeah yeah whatever yeah um no redemption right so you even if you say sorry to god or whatever sure you're fucked according to that sentence got it so once again the Bible is weird. Yes. All this I saw, the teacher, mm-hmm. as I applied my mind to everything done under the sun. There is a time when a man lords it over others to his own hurt. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything to say about that. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Then, too, I saw the wicked buried. Those who used to come and go from the holy place and receive praise in the city where they did this. This too is meaningless. 
Okay. Yeah, when people die and then they're buried, whether they're wicked or not, that happens. Yeah, I mean, there's you can't. There is no meaning to attribute to it, so no. it is. It is people yes, die. meaningless. Yep, I hear you. It sucks, but yep. it's meaningless. Unless, unless you didn't like them, and then it's like, well, okay, that happened. Right. When the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, people's hearts are filled with schemes to do wrong. Okay, that one I do kind of agree with. Okay. Like, you should punish somebody in the moment for a crime that they've done. Because the longer that you draw it out, like, with, say with a three-year-old, for example, right? Yeah. You can't spank them, like, three days. Not that I condone spanking. Right, But right, just for right. example, you can't discipline them three days after something rotten that they and did. And expect them to... They won't associate the punishment with the, the crime or right. the sin or what the fuck ever. True. So... That's what it means. And also, furthermore, by not enacting some kind of discipline or punishment immediately, you've basically taught them that they can get away with that behavior. And much like, say, for example, Trump will become to understand if, if you don't teach them not to do a thing, you have by by just that that very existence of the situation taught them that they can do the thing. Right, right. So even doing nothing is a choice and you you are teaching them a thing. Sure. So yep. you you have to act or you've already taught them that they can do the thing. Right. Although a wicked person who commits a hundred crimes may live a long time, I know that it will go better with those who fear God, who are reverent before him. You just know that, huh? I mean... Like you just... They may live a long time, but it's going to go better for those other people because I said so. Solomon, isn't, he, isn't he predicting the future here? Solomon, can you harness the wind? Right. That's what I want to know. Can you predict the future? Do you know when you're going to die? Do you know when they're going to die? It feels like Solomon is speaking for God, and I don't approve of that. I agree. Yet because the wicked do not fear God, it will not go well with them, and their days will not lengthen like a shadow. But also they might live a long time. Sometimes they right. do get good things because because he just said so like a sentence ago and every chapter leading up to this bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people right some everybody dies you know what let's just shorten this things happen to people things happen to people and everybody dies the end there you go there's the bible for you we just covered it yep yeah because okay wait lengthen like a shadow okay there is something else meaningless that occurs on earth Ooh, i could tell you i could tell you some things okay the righteous who get what the wicked deserve and the wicked who get what the righteous deserve. Yeah, that's what I just said. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen right, to good people. Yeah. And that is meaningless and sucks. Right. This too, I say, is, is meaningless. meaningless. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. We already done some you right. So I commend the enjoyment of life because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad. Sounds like he's endorsing a life of hedonism, but okay. (laughs) Then joy will accompany them in their toil all the days of the life God has given them under the sun. Hmm. Sure. So just do... do, Just live your best life. Live your best life. Do the best you can. Try to be good to yourself and to others. And when you make bad choices or make mistakes... Um, try to learn from it and do better next time. I'm, Every day, I'm, try to be better than you were the day before. I'm absolutely down with the advice here. Mm-hmm. I'm not down with tying it to God 
or kings. Or the way it's phrased sometimes. Right. Sometimes it's exactly the opposite of the message he's trying to impart. Right, right. Yeah. When I applied my mind to know wisdom and to observe the labor that is done on earth, people getting no sleep day or night, then I saw all that God has done. Okay. Hold on. He applied his mind to know wisdom and to observe the labor. Yeah. And so when he did all that, then he saw all that God has done. Whatever. You're getting a little uppity there, <laughs> Solomon. I don't I don't think you did, sir. No. Yeah. You need to go get in the sea, your big old bathtub, and soak your head a little bit because right. you're getting uppity. Right. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Except for Solomon. Or God. <laughs> right. Right. Apparently. No one can comprehend it. No one. No one. No one. Despite all their efforts to search it out, no one can discover its meaning. True. Mm. True. I agree with that. I mean, we keep trying, though. That's what scientists do. They try to understand everything sure. under the sun. Yeah. And true. I'm down with that because oh, yeah. it increases it, our knowledge of things under the sun mm-hmm. on a regular basis. It, well, and it lets us know that, I don't know, for example, we're not the center of the universe. Or right. That, that yeah. the sun is. You know? Right. Like we circle the sun. That's not, not the center of the universe. It's the center of the solar system. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, just to clarify. I know sometimes I get my words mixed up, and like <laughs> I know what I mean, and the picture in my head is quite clear. Sure. Yeah. So thank you for correcting me. No problem. So that nobody thinks that I don't know what the difference between a solar system <laughs> and a universe is. Sometimes I don't. But just, I mean, just you know, just then, right. I kind of accidentally didn't, but when, I do though. When you were, yeah. You when I when I'm speaking, if you, had, if you were on like Jeopardy or something, you could probably get it. No, if I'm on no. Jeopardy, the answer if is. If you were writing a report, if I was on Jeopardy, the answer is lunchbox. Oh, okay. Like that's how wrong I would be. Yeah. Like no, I I've seen the smartest people on Jeopardy, and they are stupid. <laughs> because when you're under all that pressure to know an answer, and you're in front of the audience, and you got to hit the clicker just right, and the host is always a little smug because they know the answers and you don't. Right, right. And the people next to you, oh, the pressure's on. Yeah. Hell no. Hell yeah. no. Okay. Search it out. No one can discover its meaning. Okay. Even if the wise claim they know, they cannot really comprehend it. The end. Got it. I so, mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, Solomon. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No one knows. No one knows. No one knows all the things. Okay. So, to summarize. And enjoy your life. Shit happens. Yep. Everybody dies. Pretty much. Enjoy life and do the best you can. There you go. There you go. All right. That's, That's it. all there is to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a good life. Yeah. Uh, well, that was Ecclesiastes chapter uh, eight. Eight. Yes. And uh, sure as fuck was. Sure. Yes. Yeah, sure. There you go. See. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow we'll be back with Ecclesiastes chapter nine. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday or where we are or anything like that? Uh, let's see. We're in Prov... I mean, oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Might as well be Proverbs, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we just... Actually, I don't remember what chapter we're in. We, I'm, I'm, yeah. We just finished chapter eight. Eight. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. So mm-hmm. we just finished chapter eight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's still sounding a bit like Proverbs. Mm-hmm. But it's Ecclesiastes. Right. And we're reading it. We are. And it started off well. 
It started off so depressing. Everything right, is well, meaningless. But well. But well, yeah. Yeah. I'm really hoping for a return to that. Betting we're not. But we'll see. So we read chapter eight yesterday, mm-hmm. which means today we're reading Ecclesiastes chapter nine. Let's do this. Okie dokie. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter nine. Okay. So. So. I reflected on all this, you know. The depression, the bullshit, the Everything's meaningless stuff. And concluded that the righteous and the wise and what they do are in God's hands. But no one knows whether love or hate awaits them. Right. Okay. Okay. So he's like, God has control of it all, but no one knows what's going to happen. But I figured out that God's in control. God knows. God knows. We just don't. Right. Which might as well be. I'm not going to spell out why I know God knows, other than he just does. He just does. Right. Yep. All share a common destiny the righteous and the wicked, the good and the bad, the clean and the unclean. Pick me. Pick me. Those who suffer sacrifices and those who do not. Death? You. Death. Death. Yeah. They all go to, it's all meaningless. to the dead. Yeah. As it is with the good, so with the sinful. As it is with those who take, who take oaths, so with those who are afraid to take them. This is the evil and everything that happens under the sun. The same destiny overtakes all. We all gonna die. Yeah. We all this is, like. Die. Do we need a whole book to tell us? Yeah, it's you might as well just do what you do, but probably be good because probably God, and then you know we're gonna die. But definitely die. But definitely die. Yeah, the hearts of people, moreover, are full of evil, and there is madness in their hearts while they live. Damn. And afterward, they join the dead. Yes, I mean Aww. that's inevitable. The hearts of people are full of evil. My I don't heart think isn't that. full of me. Yeah. Meevil. Meevil? Yeah. yeah. Is your heart full of meevil? No, my, my heart is not full of meevil. 
Is there madness in your heart? There's not madness in my heart I either. I might have a little bit of madness in my heart, but not enough to I think write it's a my, chapter I mean, it would, about if it. I, if I have any, it's in my brain. Yeah. But yeah, no chapters. I don't. I don't. I couldn't write a chapter about it. Right. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Okay. Even a live dog is better off than a dead lion. Didn't they say earlier it's better to be a stillborn than to be a uh, an adult, like a alive or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they can't even make their mind up about whether you should be alive or dead. I don't know if a live dog is better than a dead lion. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like a really odd comparison to I me. mean, I would rather a live dog than a dead lion, unless the dog was mean, in which case that's yeah, not Cujo, as good. Cujo. Right, yeah, was, Cujo. That, that hmm. dog, that was a mean dog. But I felt sorry for that dog because it had rabies. It, it did. It was a nice dog until it got the rabies. Right, right. And then it was a murderous hound. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, and it was like chasing them down and tearing them up. Right. That dog killed a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Okay. But a dead lion? What I mean, about it? it's dead. You know what? No lion ever fucked with me, dead or alive. I mean, we don't live around a lot of lions. Right. I'm just saying. But like, I'm, I'm there's just not a lot saying, of opportunity for that here. Right. So, but to me, a live dog is better than a dead lion. Let the lion live. Right. It ain't it ain't got nothing on me. Yeah. It's not fucking with me or anything. It's way over there in a different geography. Yeah. Yeah, we don't give a shit about lions. Let it live. Right. Okay. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> <laughs> they have no further reward and even their name is forgotten. I mean, mm. I don't know about all that, but okay. That's, that's dark. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, yes, your name. Like, like I don't know my great-great-grandparents' name. I right. met them once or twice when I was younger. Great-great? Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. Did. That's but, uh, crazy. But I, I couldn't even tell you their names. I barely met my grandparents, much less my great-grandparents, and I never met my great-great-grandparents. <laughs> All of my great, every single one of my great-grandparents were alive in my lifetime. And your great-greats? Uh, my great-greats, I, there was at least one that was alive, yeah. That is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Their love, their hate, and their jealousy have long since vanished because they did. Right. Yeah. Um, never again will they have a part in anything that happens under the sun. Not under the sun. Maybe under the moon if, like, the zombies no, rise. they did. No? No, they did. You're not worried about the zombies rising? Not the magical kind because the kind that you just said has to do with... Like they only come out at night, kind yeah, of thing. Right. That's magical zombies. Oh, There's not no such not thing the as... magical zombies. No, you're worried about the drug-induced zombies. Yeah, the biological ones, not yeah. the dead coming back to life. Right. So much as the life getting infected. Got it. And becoming zombie-like zombies. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're worried about those, not the the and, rising of the dead. Right. Because one is scientifically possible, and the other one. Is magic. And Little I don't known fact: If y'all want to get um, wife scared, zombies will do it. Shut up! That's <laughs> so rude. It's true though. Yeah, I'm horrified of. It's not just zombies. I I figured out what it is. It's the being chased. Right. Like anything that's chasing me is scary. To, I, to be fair, I'm bees. Like if you get yeah. you get me around bees, and I'm like, nope. Yeah, you'll leave everybody. Oh yeah, and. You're See like, ya. every man for himself, die, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I ain't got to be faster than bees, I just got to be faster than you. I mean, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I've seen it in action. Right. 
You um, you can't fight bees. They're they're too small. You can't really fight zombies because they don't give a fuck. You can't reason with them. Well, but you just gotta get their brains, you know. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm scared of them. There's a way. There's not a way. No. No. Okay. Because they might be stronger or faster than me. They might be, but generally in the movies they're not. That's not true. Twenty eight days later. I said generally. I didn't say all. They were so fast in that movie. Yeah, they were. In that movie, they were fast. There are sometimes fast zombies in movies. Some of the Walking Dead zombies are fast, aren't they? Um, I don't know. I don't watch that show, but I, I don't. They they've kind of gotten away from zombies in the Walking in the Walking Dead. It's more people now. Oh, really? Yeah, like they're not so much concerned about zombies as they it's are putting society people. back together and right. failing badly at it. Right. Right. Go eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart. For God has already approved what you do. So okay. He's saying just do what we you already got. Do. I mean, technically, God already knows what we're going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you might as well just do it because he yeah. apparently already knew. It doesn't matter. Right. Under the sun. Whatever it is you're going to do, do it. And he already knew. Yeah. So you just, yeah. just do it. Yeah. Always be clothed in white and always anoint. Anoint your head with oil. Why? I don't wear white. Especially right. Especially like not after white Labor seems Day. very impractical. You're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day. I never understood that exactly. I don't know. It There's got to be a, with... a logical reason be- behind it. But... I think it has to do with snow, but I don't really okay. understand. Like, white is supposed to be something you only wear during the summer or something. Hmm. I don't know. It It's not a practical thing. It's a mismanners thing. It's bullshittery at its finest. It's... That, you know, forks and spoons go on which side of the plate and put your napkin in your lap. and Got it. You know what I mean? It's that, that bullshit nonsense of um, just certain social rules, like, that you're supposed to follow for no fucking reason. Right. One right. means you're classy. One means that you suck. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I can't be bothered to give a shit about that. Right. It's nonsense. Right. There was a there was this thing I it reminded me of this thing that happened. I, I read I heard a article about it um, a while back, but there was a it was called the straw ha- straw hat riot um, of nineteen twenty two, and apparently there was some type of like etiquette about wearing hats at certain times and not wearing them at other certain times, and then like people got really up in arms about this and started like getting violent about it because they cared if you because, wore a hat yeah or because not? they cared if you wore a hat or not. Oh. I don't, I mean, the, you'd have to look into it a little bit more to find out all the details. But yeah, it was about um, basically when you should wear straw hats or something like that. Mm. And I think some people took it a little too far because they were allowed to. Mm. Like, they were like, well, you're not supposed to. So I'm going to go knock that off your head and, you know, whatever. Right. That so sounds... some people took it a little too far and then it got out of hand. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I mean, like, that's taking etiquette to like the next level. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. It's that etiquette, but it's for no reason. It's social rules that are not necessary. Right, right. It's beyond don't stab each other. It's and make sure that you wear clothes that everybody else approves of. Right, right. But no, I don't have to. No, yeah. And it literally hurts nobody. Yeah. And some would say, but it hurts you and your social standing. And I'm like, I don't really need a social standing because i don't need everybody to like me i need really honestly to kind of be left alone sure so 
if I wear stuff on the wrong day, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love. Yeah. Does it say that in there? It does. Oh, well, that's that's a nice sentiment, actually. All the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun. All your meaningless days. <laughs> wow. It's depressing. Hey, wife. You're going to die. I will Go love, be happy. I would love to spend all my meaningless days with you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That would make my meaningless days still meaningless because I'm just a woman. <laughs> and it doesn't tell me how to live. Right, right. For this is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. Mm. Everything sucks. Yeah. Hope you have a wife. But while you're there, love your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. (laughs) For in the realm of the dead, where you are going, there is neither working nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you do with that hand of yours. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Make sure you do it with all your might. All your might. (laughs) Put some muscle into it. (laughs) I have seen something else under the sun. Not something else. Yeah. Wow. So many things under the sun. I mean, it's like they're all under the sun. Right? All the things. All the things are under the sun. Yep. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong. Nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned. But time and chance happen to them all. Yeah, life that happens. That is true. Shit happens and then you die. Yeah, that's the better. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Moreover, yeah. no one knows when their hour will come. True. Again. Unless unless you have been like stabbed and you're not going to make it more than like right. <laughs> say an hour. Yeah. You've got an hour tops before you bleed out or whatever. Right, right. As fish are caught in a cruel net or birds are taken in a snare, so people are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Bad it's things not necessarily happen. always evil, though. No. Sometimes, sometimes it just rock just falls on your head. I was going to say, sometimes you, know? you just trip and fall over the cliff. Yeah, right. It's not evil. It just shit it sucks. It happens. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you put things into your oven and you follow the directions and you put it at the correct temperature that it said and you leave it the exact correct length of time and then you take it out and it's burnt. And right. you're like, God damn it. And that yeah. wasn't evil. No, it just, just fucking happened. It just fucking happened. Sometimes sometimes it just doesn't work out in your favor. Sometimes you go to the store for Dr. Pepper and they're out. You know? <laughs> it's not evil. It just Everybody around me bought all the Dr. Pepper and yeah. stored it and stock it well enough. Right, right. I also saw under the sun this example of wisdom that greatly impressed me. There was once a small city with only a few people in it. And a powerful king came against it, surrounded it, and built huge siege works against it. Mm. Now there lived in that city a poor but wise man. And he saved the city by his wisdom. Wow. But nobody remembered that poor man. Oh, because he died. So I said, (laughs) wisdom is better than strength. But the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are no longer heeded. The quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. Why is he despised? He saved the city. I don't think he's despised. I think he's not remembered. That's different. Okay. Like, it said he was not remembered, not that he was despised, and then it was like, he's despised. And I'm like, you just right, said he Right, but that's wasn't. why I'm like, why does it say he's despised? 
I think the writer of this book got it wrong. He wasn't despised. He was forgotten. Okay. The way we always forget people. All right. You know? Yeah. I think this book is wrong. I agree. You got a wrong book. Yeah. Okay, ready? Last I'm ready. Sentence. I'm ready. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. The end. Y- yeah. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. The pen is mightier than the sword, except for when Indiana Jones shoots you when right. you were like twirling your so- sword around. It's one of my favorite. You remember? You know why that scene happened? Yes, I told you why that scene well, happened. Well, then you tell it then. Because everybody on set had diarrhea that day because yeah. they all had like eaten some food poisoning stuff or something. Right. And he couldn't be bothered, and he was like, "I can't with this." Right. And he had to shit. And so he's just like, "I'm just gonna pull out this gun prop, and I'm gonna be like." Psh. And the director loved it so much, he kept it. Right. Apparently, the guy that played Saul, Sala, his friend, yeah, he shit his pants on set. Oh, damn. Apparently, yeah. Mm. Yeah, everybody Good was stuff. suffering that day. Right. Yeah. And Harrison Ford was like, I ain't got time. I can't. This is, no, this is right. not happening. And it was hot and miserable and stinky. And yeah. Everybody had the farts. Yep. He was like, I got to go rip one. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> And movie gold happened. It did. It's yeah. like one of the most remembered scenes, and and it was so perfect. Yeah, we all love it. Just to clarify the scene, it's the bit where the guy's twirling the sword, mm-hmm. and then Indiana Jones looks. It looks like he's getting into a sword fight with him, and then he doesn't. He pulls out his pistol and he just shoots him. Yep. That's it. Yep. So Raiders of the Lost Ark was Good it that stuff. one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Of course it was. All right. Yeah. So wisdom is better than weapons, except for when weapons are better than wisdom. Right, and exactly. Then one sinner destroys much good, which, except for sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's in, in things yep. and stuff. Still do your best. The end. All right. Well, that was Ecclesiastes chapter of uh, nine. Uh, nine. Still nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that means that tomorrow we will be doing... Ecclesiastes chapter 10. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Bye. Wife! Do you remember what happened yesterday for realsies? Uh, yeah. The, uh, Jewish people decided to kill a fuck ton of people. They sure as fuck did. And then they partied afterwards. They sure as fuck did. Yeah. How fun! <laughs> Wee! I love going out to dinner after I bloodshed. Mmm. Good mm, stuff. Murder's good old fun. Purim. Yummy! Good times. Mmm, yum, 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 yum. Yeah. So that was Esther chapter 9. Yes, it was. And today we're going to be reading... Esther chapter 10. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Esther chapter 10. Okay. But I have to tell you something. It's like super de duper short. Yeah. So I'm going to read it <laughs> real slow. Let's, let's not. No. Let's just let's just read it and okay. see what it, see what happens. You know, maybe it'll just be a a nice break for us since we had all this moving shit that we've been doing. Yes, I know. I was just letting you know up front that it's yeah, super, super short. It is super very short. super short. Like, like it, if we just read it, we'd be done in like thirty seconds. We'd already be done. We'd already be done. Yeah. Sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> Okay, ready? I'm ready. Okay. King Xerxes imposed tribute throughout the empire to its distant shores. Okay. Because, you know, he had that big old land. All those yeah. all those land that belonged to him. Tribute. Is tribute like 
in like uh, the Hunger Games where they have to like <laughs> where where each um, one of the little nations had to give up a tribute. Right? Is that what tribute is? No, oh, okay. no. He just he imposed tribute. Okay. I'm guessing like taxes. So yeah, kind of like right, kind of like Hunger Games. But instead of giving me one of your kids to play in the Hunger Games and die, instead, well, but they didn't give just me give, taxes. They didn't just give like the kids for the games. They also gave their crops or their whatever they true. made. That so is true. Part that of their true. tribute, quote unquote, was the goods they made. Right, but the kids were specifically called tributes. Right. That was to appease the you know warmongering among them that like to the capital. Yeah. Snow, President sure. Snow. Yeah, that was their sick game. Yeah, their right. sick game. Okay, and all of his acts of power and might, together with a full account of the greatness of Mordecai, whom the king had promoted, mm-hmm. are they not written in the book of the annals of are the kings not? of Medea and Persia? Are they not? Are they not? I don't know. Are they? Are not? they? Are they not? Not are they? <laughs> <laughs> Mordecai the Jew was second in rank to King Xerxes, pre-eminent among the Jews. I mean, he went from like Haman was like just like a a, a guy, an official, right? He he was high up there, right? He was but second in command. Was he second? Yeah, hmm. yeah. That's why he wanted everybody to bow to him. Oh, okay. Except right. for in that one story where it was like, and he also had an idol that he wore on his breast. That wasn't actually in the Bible, but right. In, it was mid-rash. in the mid one of the midrashim. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, preeminent among the Jews and held in high esteem by his many fellow Jews because he worked for the good of his people and yeah. spoke up for them for the welfare. Are you, are you dragging this out on purpose? Of all the Jews, the end. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I was. just one last little shot of hey, Mordecai was awesome. He was great. He yeah. was really pretty great. He okay. did great and was great. That's that's pretty great. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to like drag it out a little because that's literally it. That's it. And, and now we're not done. only not only is that the last um bit of this chapter. That's the last of Esther. Yeah. That's Esther's it. done. We're done with Esther. Esther's done. And now we know what Purim is and we know that the Jewish people in this fictional story killed lots of fucking people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, Mordecai's awesome, apparently. Uh, well, I mean, he thinks he is. And Somebody, the Jewish well, I mean, people think he is. Right. And Xerxes, obviously, thinks, thinks he is. And um, also, Esther is held in great respect as a great woman in history in the Bible. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So we're just talking a lot to maybe make this more than like three minutes. Is that basically it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I was just trying to... You know, say some things. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I just, I feel bad. You know, like when we have a, an episode that's like so short like this, I'm like. I know. Like, hmm. sorry, guys. I feel, I feel like we're cheating everybody. I know. Sorry about that. I didn't write this shit. You know what, though? It gives us time to rest and go watch another, you know, episode with our, our kid. So. So the three shows that we watch with our kid currently that we trade between are Doctor Who and Torchwood and Supernatural. And yeah. it just depends on our mood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Right. That's because what we're going to do. our kid did not see Torchwood. We saw Torchwood, but our kid never saw Torchwood. Right. The other two are just rewatches. But also we've been moving a lot and we're so, so fucking tired. Oh my God, you guys. Moving sucks. It really does. I hate it so much. Yeah. And we got more to do. More. Tomorrow especially. More. That's Why? All. I'm just sharing. Can't it be done? I'm oversharing. 
I'm oversharing. Yeah. Anyway. Thank God we have a really good friend that's helping us because otherwise right? we'd be fucked. <laughs> Honestly. Like, what the hell? Moving is hard. Yeah, we say every time we're never doing this again. Ever. We're going to hire somebody the next time. That's what we always say and then we never... It's, never do it. It's never the right time. Right. It's never the right... Can't, can't do it at that time. Yeah. yeah. We'll get it next time. Next but time. But we don't want to do it next time. No, this time we have a really good basement and that's where all our shit is going. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, now you know way too much about our moving, mm-hmm. and we're going to get on out of here. Let's. That was Esther chapter 10. Sure as fuck was. And the end of Esther. You sure as fuck was. But we'll be back, tomorrow. I think we're doing tomorrow with a... With a wrap-up. Not a Q&A? Well, I mean, it's I guess, a wrap-up. Yeah, we're only, there's two only chapters. two chapters. And the last one was really fucking Stupid. Nothing. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just do a wrap-up. I mean, we'll just call it one fucking chapter and yeah. a you know no. little... You're on the absolutely end. right. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap this shit up. And then we're gonna we'll talk have... about the book of Esther. And I think I'm gonna look up some Purim. I'm okay. gonna like find out more about the holiday itself. Got it. Since that's what this whole is about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll learn about. We'll recap the book of Esther, and we'll learn about Purim for our wrap up. And then, so that will be Wednesday. Question mark? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is coming yeah. out on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, so, that's so Wednesday. that'll be Wednesday, and then Thursday, Thursday will be our contradictions. contradictions. And then Friday. Friday. I'm not sure. I don't know. We I, might just take a day off. I don't really want to start a new chap, a new book on a Friday. That just seems lame. We'll see. We'll maybe see. maybe we'll take Friday off, and then maybe that weekend we'll do. We'll get back to our Patreon. Maybe we'll yeah. do a Patreon and a book club. Maybe that, we'll that'd be both. a good idea. That Why would don't be a good we do idea. a Saturday, Sunday book club and um, Patreon? Well, now that we're done working this all out on our podcast. As we do. As we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the uh, wrap up. We sure as fuck will. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. What is today and what are we doing? Well, it is Saturday, which means that today is... Q&A Saturday. That's right. And mm. uh, what are we queuing and aing today? Did you have any specific cues? I didn't that I can think of. Right. I didn't either. So I'm just kind of doing a little summary of Ecclesiastes chapters 6 through 10. Okay. Sounds good. Let's uh, go do this. Sounds good. Okay, so since we didn't have any questions, right? Specifically, other than the fuck. Well, I mean, I my only question is why the fuck does it sound like you know proverbs? Why did it switch from such a? It's like such a different tone. It it really is. But and I don't know that we have an answer for that. So. Right? No, we don't. And. Um, it even mentions that in my notes. Right, so right. It, we're not the only ones that think that. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's comforting, that I guess. That is always comforting when we think a thing and then I find out that, oh, Others yes. think it. Yeah, it yeah. is true. That is a fact. Right. So, chapter six is a continuation from previous chapter about the vanity of life. Okay. And this chapter in particular deals with wealth and insatiability, um, basically saying that, 
one of the worst things that can happen to a person in this life is to have stuff but not enjoy it. Okay. And so we should be content with what we have and not submit to vanity and keep restlessly seeking more. I think that that's a double-edged sword. So, like, you and I mm-hmm. talk about this a lot where, you know, we, we want to be happy with what we have and who we are and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think also on the, the flip side of that is that mm-hmm. if you stop pursuing things in your life. Right. Become complacent. Yeah. You're not really living. Like, right. there's there's a point where I, I understand what they're getting at. You know, you, you, you have to not continuously work for no, for no reason. Like right. you're, if you're working just to work and collect more wealth, mm-hmm. that that I can see is absurd. But if you're working towards goals and projects and things like that, I feel like that's a worthwhile endeavor a lot of the time. Well, I feel like you and I um, pretty much represent both sides of this because sure. I tend to be very complacent and very satisfied with, well, this is where I'm at and I'm happy about it. The end. <laughs> And you are the perpetual dreamer, always wanting to better our, our lot, no matter what our lot is. And we kind of right. balance each other out, which is nice because I remind you to smell the flowers and you remind me that, but we can plant more flowers too and that's okay. Right, right. But I mean, even in my seeking more, mm-hmm. I'm seeking more not for just riches. I'm thinking, I'm no, seeking more to better myself to, yeah. um, I mean, I want, I want to... I like creating. I like mm-hmm. getting involved in things. I I want to I want to be more than I am, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I endeavor to be more than I am. Sure, all the time. Same. I mean, that's part of why I wanted to, you know, read the Bible and right, and right. Figure out more, and I, want, I always love the research part because I like learning more than what I know. I attribute most of my craziness to like my ADHD that I have undiagnosed diagnosed. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, your, your mom says that you were apparently diagnosed when you were young. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know how. I mean, that was in like the 80s. So yeah. who knows how reliable that was. But yeah, exactly. But I also, I mean, I've grown to um, enjoy my ADHD at some level. It's annoying, but also it gets me into a lot of things that I have learned to concentrate on. Mm-hmm. And, and focus in on. Like this podcast is, sure. is a prime example. Sure. I mean, you're always trying something new. And right. whether it sticks or not is not always the point. Yeah. And all of the things that you've tried have led to the successes that we have had. And the things that you stick with are because of all the things you've tried. Right. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I just I, – I think it's nice that we're able to balance each other out that way. Definitely. Definitely. So um, this chapter also covers um, things like the rich may live long and have much, but they die unsatisfied and unmourned, I guess. And then also, what is the point of wisdom and what reason is there for the poor to find a role in life to improve one's lot? And the desire to find answers beyond the obvious is seen as vanity. Mm. And it's kind of the... Dorothy Gale at the end of the movie, The Wizard of Oz, saying, if it's not in my backyard, then I shouldn't want it at all or some shit like that, which I always took issue with because that message wasn't in the book. Yeah. And they added it for a Hollywood ending. Sure. But sure. still, it, it's, again, part of the, you got to find that happy medium between acceptance and continued growth. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, at some level, I can agree with some of this, so... 
Right. It's just a matter of how it's spelled out. Sure. So. And no extremes, please. <laughs> right, right, right. And then finally, also, there is an impasse where they say everything has been defined, so humans are inherently incapable of contesting a cause with God. So uh, that was in, in that chapter somewhere. Got it. Okay. God has already figured everything out, and so even if we keep learning more, there's nothing... We can never learn everything because we're not God, and right. God is God. Right, but you know, part part of being human to me is just uh, the the curiosity of life, yeah. like learning everything you can. Yes, just because knowledge is is, is something I crave. You I know? know, same, same. So I and I I won't stop trying to learn. No, and I mean, basically shoot me the day I stop trying to learn. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what God knows. I, I, God doesn't exist in my head, so. Right. You know. But even if there was a God, like, we are filled with curiosity. Right. And I don't think it's a sin to try to pursue that that curiosity that we were given. I agree. I so agree. So poop on that. Yeah. So chapter seven is about the wisdom and folly of man as compared to each other. And this chapter deals with suffering and sin and man seeking knowledge by his own means and through his own schemes will always inevitably fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thing. That, that's why the scientific method never works. Right, exactly, yeah, that's exactly. Why, that's what's going and, on. And that's why, if you really believe that, I hope that you have never called 911 or gone to a hospital. Right, or right. driven a car or used a microwave or yeah. have a cell phone or indeed are able to listen to podcasts. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you can't have it both ways in my book. Exactly. So this is the point at which it was stated in my notes that, um, the first half of this was similar to that of Proverbs, but I think we started noticing that in chapter six. Yeah. But our notes say, um, or what I have found in my research is that it really, really true in chapter seven. Right. And so, while the first half of chapter 7 is similar to Proverbs, the second half exposes the, quote, crookedness of life that moves to the crookedness of humanity. Okay. I don't really know what that means, but there were a couple of verses in chapters 6 and 7 about how God sets straight that which was set crooked or God sets crooked that which was set straight or something like that. Right, And right. that man's not able to do that. Okay. And I'm so, like, like, but we do build dams. Yeah. And we yeah. did, you know, dig up um what, like the Panama Canal. And yeah, but stuff we're like talking that. about the Bronze Age here, right? Right. You know, like, but that's why it's Iron no Age, longer, Bronze Age, sometime but way. That's back. why that's why the wisdom of the Bible, when it comes to stuff like that, like no longer really applies. Right. Like come up with a better analogy, a better example. Yeah. You know, because actually we can set things crooked or straight depending on our whims. Yeah. And, you know, somebody built the fucking pyramids and it wasn't God. That's right. That's right. So um, the first part of chapter seven is a critique of the sages on the day of adversity and has to do with instructive suffering. So as a funeral may cause one to think about life, whereas a party probably not visits to the house of mourning may bring more valuable lessons for inner character enabling true resolutions in one's life so like so you're more reflective at a at a, at a funeral, funeral than a party 
Right. Okay. So that remember we did have a question about that, like why would you appreciate a funeral more than a party? That doesn't right. make any sense. Right. So that kind of was a that, question. That clears up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. They're they're saying that a party is just nothing but fun and enjoyment and is shallow. Whereas okay. at a funeral, you're going to be more likely to think about how short life is and think about the things that you want to accomplish before your own death. And you I know, can appreciate that. that there, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. There is some wisdom in that. That's, that's not what it said. Right. And that's not what I got from it. But, oh, okay, that's what you But meant. if that's what they're getting at, then that, that makes some sense. Sure, sure. And so I can appreciate that. Right. Yeah. Um, still, I don't like funerals and I do like parties and I think that's okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. like my, I don't know that I do. I mean, like I've been to funerals. I don't know that I do a lot of reflecting on my life. I, no. I actually am thinking about that person and yeah. their life, which, yeah. you know, I, I, I want to remember them. Like I do, I'm always trying to remember them really well. Like I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's sad that they're gone. And, um, now, you know, my experience with funerals is a little different than yours because my first real funerals with family and friends were with, um, first my ex, I went to the, his grandparents' funeral and then with you, I went to your grandparents' right, funeral. Right. So you don't really have and, as much of an attachment to the people that you've gone to funerals for. And so my experience with funerals has been trying to think about the person that I didn't either ever have met or didn't really know if I did meet them a couple times. Sure. And so it's less about the person and more about meeting a bunch of people that I've never met before and trying to find the correct mood and expression on my face. Sure. Because I'm around people that it's almost like a family reunion for them. Yeah. And so that's nice and it's fun to meet people. And like, I can remember when we went to your grandfather's funeral. Yeah. Um, That was a family reunion. Oh yeah. And that it was a very enjoyable experience meeting so many of your relatives, several of which though were like, so are we being invited to your wedding? And we didn't <laughs> even like, I didn't even remember, wait, is this, grandfather on your mom's side or your dad's side how are they related right and i'm sorry who the fuck are you again right like and i didn't know how to deal with that and you know we were just trying to have a small wedding so like i wasn't necessarily thinking about death and i wasn't thinking about that person even sure i was very selfishly thinking of my discomfort (laughs) and looking at all the kids sitting on the couch playing on their game boys and wishing i could be one of the kids sitting on the couch playing a game boy i think that's fair you you're you were an outsider in that situation and Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to know what to do or how to handle yourself yeah so i mean i i was very much at home because that's the family i grew up with and knew yeah yeah, it's just it's different different ways of viewing it, but I mean, definitely makes a difference as to whose funeral you're going to. Right, and then like with my own grandparents, I was not able to attend my grandfather's funeral because I was in the military at the time and couldn't right. come home for that. And then with my grandmother's funeral, I drove all the way across the damn country, like a three day driving trip. Yeah, and went, and it was just me and my sister, and. Two of my uncles, you know? Yeah. I mean, and our family dynamics are night so and day different. as yeah. far as what your family, like size of families is. Yeah. I, I have a huge family. Yeah. 
And so. I barely know my extended family. Right. So I can, I, I almost trip over mine coming out the door. So yeah, like they're all over the damn place. They are. I don't even know who all half my family is. I literally had to make a chart to remember again, which side of the family <laughs> your relatives are on because I don't know. <laughs> I like, I don't know these people still. And we've been married for 15 years. Yeah. So just weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I was going with all that. Was so just, much yeah. as that funerals Death versus parties. parties. And, yeah. Yeah. So there are four dangers, and the four dangers to hinder wisdom are thus: corruption, impatience, bitterness, and nostalgia. Hmm. Nostalgia, huh? Yeah. That's an interesting one to throw in there. Right. I and guess. I was like, you know what? I I fall. Victim to impatience, bitterness, and nostalgia, not corruption. Right. Because I'm not a corruptible person. I think what I think, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm very impatient. I am bitter about a lot of things. And I do sometimes fall victim to nostalgia. Sure. Not, like, the, quote, good old days, but, like, the place where I grew up. It was an Air Force base in southern Italy that no longer exists. Yeah. And I have nostalgia for that place that I spent 10 years of my childhood. Right, right. You know, through 10th grade. So. Yeah, and it's not like mine where I could go down and visit where I grew up any time. Yeah, so. because it's, you know, small town USA right down the road. Yeah. So, yeah. So, of those four, do you have problems with any of those? I don't know that I have problems with them. I, You're I, very patient. You yeah. don't suffer bitterness. You don't have a lot of nostalgia issues. And you're certainly not corruptible. Right. So I would say yeah. you're one of God's good people. I would say nostalgia would be the one that I have the most in me. But I don't feel like it's a hindrance of any type. No. No. So it doesn't it's... hold you back and you don't suffer for it. Or right. Anything. Right. No. No. So I, I don't know. You I don't totally, relate to any of those. You exactly. did not even like react when I said you're one of God's good people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it didn't really register. But no, yeah. I know I totally expected you to be like I resent that. Right? Yeah. Sorry. So the need of wisdom. Okay. Uh huh. Wisdom belongs to God, but is granted to His people and has a deeper level of protective power than wealth. Mm. Would you okay. rather have knowledge or wealth? I mean, I would rather have both. I was going to say, if you have knowledge, you should be able to attain wealth. One would think. But just because you have wealth doesn't mean you have knowledge. And you're more likely to lose that wealth without knowledge. Right, right. That's true. So if I had to pick one, I would say knowledge. Sure. So if you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, it would be knowledge. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's the right answer. Yeah, right. No, I know that's the right answer. But it would be nice, as we often state, to... Have enough that a fucking flat tire ain't going to put us out for the month. No, I mean, you'd think that part of wisdom would be having enough money to not have a fucking break the bank incident that happens to, you know, could happen anytime. Right, right. I mean, it's stated that most Americans live like one emergency away from poverty. Ooh, ooh. Right? That's that's us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I I hate when I say that, I I should say that with... uh, with this in mind, that there are people that have it much worse than us. Of course. And, and you know, obviously, we maybe could cut our expenses by living in a poor part of town or, or you know, not having certain things that we have. There are always ways to cut expenses. Of course. But, you know, it at some level, we, we have this discussion all the time. Why should we feel like we have to not, in, like, we want to enjoy our lives? 
So we want to have a nice place to live. We want to be able to well, and by, you know, watch Star Trek on the TV. You know, like I was going to say, why should um, why should we have to feel guilty for paying for Netflix or Paramount Plus? Right, you right. Know? Or having air conditioning that runs all summer. Right. Like, those are the things. And like you say, we could live in a less nice place, but we're not exactly in like no, a we're high not class a, area. We're not in a nice, we're, we're in a in a decent-ish place. Right. I, I would say, if I had to categorize it. I would say we're like in a um, poor adjacent neighborhood. Sure. So we're not in a poor neighborhood. Right. Our neighborhood is or adjacent, which is why we're able to afford it. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> so, life under God. Both good times and bad times are God-ordained mm. and purposeful. Ah. So we should accept good when accessible and face adversity when it becomes reality. Are we allowed to know what the purpose is at any point? No, is he going to spell it out? Is there like no, rules for this shit? No, we don't get to know the plan. No. 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 Okay. But it does remind me of the theme song of The Facts of Life. Does Which it? is, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the, the facts, facts of life. life. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that to me is like, yep. Okay. True. Yep. Sure. Yeah. You know, you take the good, you take the bad. I mean, That's right. what else can you do? Yep. You can cry about it, but that doesn't change anything. <laughs> and then it goes on to say, a critique of the sages on justice and wickedness. A critique so, of the sages on justice and wickedness? Yeah, that's a little five-verse section of ah, chapter seven. Okay. And then it carries on with, Neither too wise nor too foolish. This part advises us neither to be too wise and righteous, nor too foolish and wicked, but a, quote, oh, bit of both. this is where we were talking about the Goldilocks and, mm-hmm, like, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta have the just right. Bit of both. Whatever, yeah. Just like from Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, when right. decide at the end. Bit right. of both. As those who fear God will succeed in both. Yeah. Did you know that? I, I guess so. You should start fearing God. Mm, no thanks. Or not, right? Yeah, no. And then the end of chapter seven, as we recall, is my favorite. It's a critique of the advice of women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the search for integrity. The statements in this verse are not a polemic against women, but an allegorical warning against Folly, capital F, so it's her name, mm, okay. who is described as an evilly seductive woman who is on a hunt to catch sinful people. Oh. So it's not anti-woman or woman-hating, mm. we're told. It's about that that um, personification of the quintessential honey-lipped vixen. Got it. It's not that aren't all those women like, aren't they considered succubuses? Is that what it is? Succubi. Succubi. Yeah. Aren't, isn't that yeah. isn't that kind of like the same realm? The honey-lipped vixen. Maybe. Um. Yes and no. I mean, I don't think that's what they were no. saying. No, they weren't talking about like a magical power. Okay. They were. Or well, sometimes like, it borders the, on that feeling. Like, it does. The way they talk about it, it does. But here they were talking about a woman, but a um. Just, again, a personification of the quintessential piece of shit woman, not like <laughs> women in general. Why is it never the quintessential piece of shit man, though? Because men are awesome. Okay. And when they're not, they're going to hell. And mm. that's it. Like, we don't have descriptions of them the like way the, we have description of, of women. Right. The, I mean, the worst they really say about men is that they are 
Uh, well, no, I guess they do say that men can be evil mm-hmm. and foolish. Right, but they don't talk about them But they don't go on at length about how shitty they Harpies and whores and grabbing you with their honey lips right. and seducing yeah. you and them bitches, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And And I would just like to point out that the notes that I read may say that it wasn't a woman-hating thing. But that's not the way it read. That, no, yeah. It read as women suck, watch out for them. Yeah. Not a certain type of woman sucks and you need to be careful of that type of woman. Now, they have pointed it out specifically that it's a quote unquote certain type of woman in other In other places, yes, but not in but chapter not 7 of Ecclesiastes. Right, right. No. Because then it ended with, I recall, I've never met a righteous woman. Right, yeah. And I'm like, you married 700 of them and had 300 fucking concubines. Right. So get the fuck out of here. No, I, I feel like that was a... Uh, apologist. Yeah, an apologist take. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. But I included it because... Right, we're trying to do fair, you know... Fair research. Yeah. Sure. So that was their take, but not mine. Sure. So chapter eight concerns human and divine authority with the advice that fearing God is the wisest course, mm. which I mean, that's what they've I been don't saying. think really fearing um, something that I have no proof of is a wise choice. I don't think that you should have to fear God. Like, yeah, I, I just don't think that any God worth his salt should want to be feared. Right, right. And I have been told, well, that's a very man made feeling like that's a man perspective that's a human perspective and i'm mm-hmm. like right should i do it from a dog's perspective i'm a human <laughs> like human what other perspective do we have <laughs> right right and why are you daring to speak for god like, right yeah i i don't get that like why do you think that you know better than me what God wants? And the because it's in the Bible just ain't a good enough yeah, answer. Yeah, I think that, that's one of the things that always bothers me is it feels like a lot of people that's, that tell you what you need to do for God, mm-hmm. they're telling you what they think. I'm like, why mm-hmm. do you know more than anybody else? Why are you the one that's correct? Right. right. Why, what makes you understand this more than me? Right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And, Especially and you can't, when... And you can't explain it. You can't tell me why. Especially when it's a Christian and I'm like, but why do you think that you know more than Jewish people who started this religion in the first place? Right, right. Like, and I I don't see you being one of God's chosen people, so I'm sorry. Tell me again how this works. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make sense. Right. And so Jews get a pass because they in, invented the religion and they're God's chosen people. And then Christians get a pass because they came later, but they believe in Christ. Well, to be fair, we haven't gotten to the you know New Testament shit. No, yet. I know. I'm I'm spewing nonsense ahead of myself. It just makes me mad that like Jews and Christians get a pass. The end. Right. And like nobody else. Everybody else is going to hell. Yeah. Are they though? Like I don't know. That's what I mean, you. That's say. your take. I don't. Why? Again, why? Why should I give a fuck? That's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so chapter eight goes on about wisdom and folly compared, and royal authority, and how we're supposed to obey authorities for God's sake. Mm. So you know, man-made laws and all that stuff. Again, I'm not down with that. No, me neither. And then it goes on about the inequalities of life and fearing God is the wisest course and death comes to all, which we've already covered all of these. And then it summarized with a man has nothing better under the sun than to eat, drink and be merry, which is like a fucking 
wooden sign that you get for your mom to hang right. on a wall, you know? Yeah, yeah. That is to accept God's gift and place oneself in his hands. Next to it is the, uh, is it like the eat, pray, love? Is it eat, pray, love? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, the, whatever, uh, what's that lit woman's name? I can't remember her name now. Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, okay. Eat, pray, love. Elizabeth okay, Gilbert okay. All right. wrote that book. Got it. Yes. Got it. Yes. But she also wrote um, a great piece and did a TED talk on the whole thing and about creativity and writing and stuff. And, okay. Um, she was kind of dismayed that that was she had written a book before that none of us can remember the title to. And that perturbs her. <laughs> that Then she wrote this one. And that was the runaway that she's remembered for. And she wrote a book after that that nobody. No one, yeah. And so she's not thrilled with that. Got it. Got which it. I don't blame her. Right. But she did this great TED talk on um, chasing creativity and feeling the magic of writing and how um, the muse um, escapes you. And man, she's just she's so wonderful. Yeah. That it's funny that that's what she's known for. Right. Anyway, Elizabeth Gilbert. Great TED talk. Yeah. Okay, so chapter nine is about more of the inequalities of life. And this chapter brings together some of the book's major themes, namely the shared fate of death, the importance of enjoyment in the midst of an unpredictable world, and the value of wisdom. I mean, those are all things that I could, like, that's some of the stuff that I kind of agree with. Like, mm-hmm. that's all, mm-hmm. I, if you take God out of a lot of the things that they're talking about, I can agree with some of the sentiments in this book. Sure. It's just that you got to bring God into it. And then I'm like, oh, uh. no. And the, and, and the way you're phrasing some of these things is just not okay. But the general sentiments, if you take them in a secular, as a secular idea. Sure. Are Okay. Mm-hmm. And and they could they could be discussed rationally and and make sense for people's lives, mm-hmm. but it's the God part that gets me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So dealing with ignorance, death, and pleasure, the central theme of the first portion of this chapter is that death is the fate that ultimately awaits all people. Which duh, right? Though traditional wisdom might suggest that one's fate should be determined by how righteously they lived, this obviously does not turn out to be true, making death the great equalizer. Yeah, and I, I think it's funny that um, in the Old Testament there's a lot of struggle in their minds and in these books about how unfair death is. Yeah. You know, and how, how the poor sometimes, uh, you know, or no, I'm sorry, how the... Um, the wise and upright sometimes die before the, the, the corrupt wicked. and the rich, you yeah. know? And it's like, yeah, that's that's because your God doesn't exist and it doesn't fucking and matter. Dealing, thinking of an afterlife and thinking of God handling it all makes it for them easier to deal with the inequality. Right. And I'm like, that's very immature, though. Maybe right. you should, Maybe you should think about it better. Maybe... It is unfair, and maybe that's just the way it is, not because God made it that way, but because, yeah, like you said, kind of sometimes life just does suck. Well, and I feel like our view on this is why there is such unfairness in society in general even today, mm-hmm. because we allow for the fact that, oh, that'll God will take care of that. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't take action on things because God will take care of it. You yeah. know, like, 
it's 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 left up to some other unknown entity that we don't have to well we don't have to worry about it that. It removes the responsibility from self and places it in some mystical magical hands over there. Yeah. So, and that that's bullshit. Yeah. It's it's not going to be placed in some other mystical magical hands. Right. We should be taking care of this and rectifying these things as they are seen and done on this planet right now. I was listening to an episode of um, the Daily Zeitgeist, one of my favorite podcasts out there. Yeah. And they said that the 2020s are epitomized by um, the description is something to the effect of um, all of humanity shouting into the void, don't you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> and that just... That made me think of this, you know? Yeah, sure. Like, it's so true. Like, everybody's the most important person. Yeah. And yeah. nobody is responsible for anything. It almost makes me feel bad that we started this podcast in the 2020s because I'm like, right. oh, well, shit. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, but we didn't, we didn't come into it with going, don't you know who I am? No, like, we just had time to think about, you know, things that we wanted to learn more about. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we were doing podcasting prior to the pandemic. It just happened that this venture started after the pandemic or right around the same time. I can't remember exactly when we started, but the pandemic was in the twenties and we started this at the end of 19, I believe. Oh yeah. So we were doing this slightly before the pandemic. Maybe not. I don't know. Some, whatever, whatever, somewhere around there. Uh, It was a long time ago. I mean, you know, in podcast land. I mean, it's kind of like our marriage. Like, once it's been a couple of years, then you don't remember how right, long yeah. it's Who's been. Right, yeah. Who's keeping track? You know? Yeah. Like, 15, <laughs> 16 years. Like, do you remember how long I mean, anybody married? that's been listening to us forever, like, you guys know that we have over 800 fucking episodes now? Right. What? That's like, crazy. what the fuck? Like, I remember celebrating number 50. It seemed like it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That I was... think we skipped right over episode 500 <laughs> and we're like, oh, oops. Yeah, we'll get to it when we get to 1,000 or something. Yeah. 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 Um, so, to go on... The teacher, which you know um, is the name Ecclesiastes, or right? Kahalath, Kahalath, sure, Kahalath. I don't remember his name. Right. Yeah. Um, he exhorts his audience to live fully while they still can, finding joy in every moment. Agreed. Agreed. To experience joy is not to deny the pain and confusion of life, but to appreciate the small pleasures within it. And Agreed. I agree with that. Sure. Sure. Solomon, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. Time and contingency is the next little bit of this chapter. Okay. In this section, the teacher presents his observations about the unpredictability of life, making the claim that people cannot know what will happen to them, which I'm like, no. Obviously. You don't say. Yeah. There is no reliable connection between one's efforts and what one receives, and this absurdity characterizes life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Sometimes exactly life true. Sucks. Yeah. So, you work hard, you may get rewarded, and it sucks when you don't. Right. The end. <laughs> right, right. No, I mean, I, I, I think I've, I've made comments throughout my life where I'm like, if I just had, like, it's not my, the, I put a lot of effort into a lot of things, mm-hmm. but, you know, mostly what holds me back is not the ability to do things but the lack of ability to fund the things that i want to do right right and it pisses me off to see people that are doing worse things than me better because they have the money to fund them now what cracks me up about this section is that it goes completely opposite of 
Ayn Rand's theory in um, Atlas Shrugged, right. which states the entire premise of the book is based on you work hard, you 100% will get rewarded. Right. Because that's what the book is about. The, the people who work hard being rewarded. And when um, they feel like they're pulling too much weight for everybody who's not working hard, they go off and create their own little corner of the world in the mountains where all work, hard work is always rewarded and nobody shirks and rides on others' <laughs> coattails. And so it's really funny to me that that is completely opposite of what this says. Yeah. And yet somehow Republicans embrace both enthusiastically. I think everybody has their own beliefs about all kinds of stuff and they mm -hmm. hold on to them with dear life because it's all they have. Sure. So that and, and it applies to everybody, not even, even probably many atheists out there. You know, we all believe things work certain ways. Mm -hmm. And if if you don't believe that, then your worldview falls apart, you know, sure. and I think I think that atheists and free thinkers are better at thinking outside of the box with regard to some of those ideas or being OK with being proven wrong. Right. Right. But I do think that many of us, including myself, have ideas that we hold on to, and that's that's how the world works. And I if know, it were to I change, it's 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 not good. Right. So I mean, I'm not mad that people have ideas about how um, workers get rewarded or or what have you. But be open to the. I think all that I ask of people is just to be open to conversation about how you might be wrong. Sure. You know, like I there are differing opinions. Let's let's talk about them. Right. I love talking about differing opinions. Well, I love the idea that hard work is always 100% rewarded. I love that idea. That I just be don't believe in awesome it. awesome if it were true. Right. But it's clearly not. And in this particular part of the Bible, they agree. Right. No, and that, that's <laughs> cool. Solomon yeah. goes on at great length about how that's not fucking true. Right, right. So yeah. there it is. Yeah. So at the end of chapter 9, the teacher returns to the topic of wisdom and says, though wisdom is ultimately of tremendous importance, one cannot expect that wisdom will be met with reward. Thus, realism, rather than untenable optimism or pen pessimism, is encouraged. Hmm. So he's saying be realistic. Yeah. So just know. Sure. Just accept that sometimes life isn't fair. Yeah. Which I can get down with that notion. Definitely, definitely. Okay, chapter 10, The Excellence of Wisdom. And this chapter focuses on foolishness. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it starts out saying foolishness or it starts out dealing with foolishness in personal life. And it talks about the invisible side of one's life as contrasted to face, hands, or body. Um, in previous chapters, the, it mentioned um, the foolishness of um, things that you do with your face or um, putting your hands to foolish acts or, okay. you know, putting your body through foolish things like, you know, sex with a, a vixen, right? Right, right. And so this one is talking about the invisible side of one's life, meaning your thoughts. Okay. So it's it's juxtaposed against that. Got it. You know, um, don't be foolish. <laughs> right, In right. your thoughts. Yeah, because okay? you won't be able to find the town. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever it was, yeah. yeah. I can't find the town. <laughs> I saved that in our t-shirt. No, I saw that, yeah. T-shirt ideas section. Yeah. I'll, I'll get around to making that t-shirt someday. I can't find town. Yeah. yeah. So um, the next one was high places. 
Okay. And so folly can be found within the leadership of a nation and results in odd reversals of position and prestige resulting in a topsy-turvy society. Mm. That's all a fancy way of saying that sometimes your leaders are foolish and that makes the country suck. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, you Trump. look at ours. Well, yeah. I mean, not just Trump. No, I know. I always you rely always say on Trump, him because but I'm like, there's the so most, many others. He's the most obvious example, but yeah, we've got a lot of foolish people in office yeah. right now. So yeah. that is definitely I mean, Lauren Bobert just recently. Jesus you know. Christ! <laughs> I mean, I gotta say it, dumb titties, though. You know. <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, Lauren Bobert was in a. A theater production of something? Or for, Beetle, thing, for Beetlejuice. It was Beetlejuice the musical, yeah. a live production with families and children and uh-huh. pregnant women. Yeah. And she was sitting there. She was giving and, her boyfriend a hand job, wasn't she? And vaping. And, and he was filling up on those breasticles. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's all on camera. It's all on camera. First, she denied it, <laughs> any of it, and was like, that's ridiculous. I would never. I talk about you know family <laughs> values. Yeah. And and then was like, oh shit, y'all yeah. saw me. And then she's like, I fell short of my expectations mm, of myself. That, and it's like, because you sure acted like a bitch on the way out, from what I saw on camera. Also, yeah. So yeah, you know. <laughs> and then to be clear, like everybody's like, now we don't want to hoe shame. And I just want to be clear, okay? Okay, that it's not uh, about no, hoe shaming. Yeah, let me let me just say, live your best hoe life. Sure. I don't give a fuck if you want to be a hoe. Be a hoe. God knows that. Most people in their 20s lead their whole life. I lived my best whole life in my 20s, okay? <laughs> I am not here to shame anybody for being a hoe, okay? Right, right. Do it. Be that slut. Look your best. Go out, party, feel somebody up in public, you know? Do what you got to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. I have no shame in that and I, no recrimination here. Sure. Don't do that at the same time that you're... Getting mad family at, values and yeah, shit. Yeah, don't get on to others and deny them the same thing that you are doing. Right. And then don't talk about being like anti-abortion because that's disgusting and keep your legs together and blah, blah, blah. You can't hold both roads at the same time. Right. And, you know, don't, while we're on this topic, be that hoe in your 20s that in your 30s is all of a sudden a fucking PTO mom and pretends... And, you know, I would never and clutch your pearls. And I know a lot of people like that. And it fucking pisses me off because I'm like, <laughs> bitch, I knew you in high school. Right, right. So that's all. That's all I'm saying more, about more, that. I am going to say one thing. Like, I don't think that um, even if you are living the best whole life, that doing what she did in public there, the way she was doing it. Right. Is acceptable either. No, it just, wasn't. Just to be clear. No, it wasn't. And, you know, if somebody... If a pregnant person asks you to please stop vaping, you A, shouldn't have been doing it inside in the first place. Right. And B, definitely not when asked to stop. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. Right. right. And good on the staff for kicking her out and calling yeah. the cops to make it happen. Yeah. No, definitely. All right. So, foolishness in action. Blah, blah, blah. Precautionary measures using wisdom can avert accidents, but are of no use when it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the one of the most obvious statements ever. I know, I know. Yeah. Although I will say, um, but that doesn't give call for like acting the fool and running around in circles screaming in panic. Like right. just because it's too late to fix the situation 
doesn't mean that you can't then try to remedy it some other way. Sure. Like, that was just a silly thing to say, I think. Yeah, no, it was. And then foolishness in words. Spoken words can be a test of wisdom as the ones from the wise can be helpful, but foolish words originate from the foolishness of heart. Mm. Yeah. Fools are foolish and say foolish things, and wise people have wisdom and say wise things. The yeah, end. There, there you go. Now we, now we know all the things. Except and... that sometimes foolish people say wise things, and sometimes wise people say foolish things. Yeah. So. And sometimes just people say what they say. Yeah. I don't. I don't. That's it's. I don't whatever. really understand that. Yeah. All right. I think they focus too much on foolishness and and wisdom and me too. And like it's not it's not that simple. People are people, man. Right. Just let it go. Yeah. Okay, last one, foolishness in national life. The teacher, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah. the Ecclesiastes Coleth guy, right. contrasts the way of disaster and the way of safety. He does not despise laughter, wine, or money, but the point is that, quote, the pleasures of life should not be its total outlook, which I can get behind that. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Sure. Like, don't be looking to party all the time. you got to come out of your 20s at some point. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, you got to get a little bit serious. You can still go to that Bengals concert, and I only say that Bengals concert because I've been watching the Gilmore Girls and Bengals. They, they went to a Bengals concert. Oh, yeah. so I thought you said Bengals, like Bing Bengals. Like no, the... you mean like the football team? Yeah. I meant like the band the that sing sing the song um, "Eternal Flame." Walk like an Egyptian and walk like an Egyptian. Yeah. yeah. Eternal Flame being the superior song, and <laughs> walk like an Egyptian being. A little bit questionable now in retrospect. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's it. That's all I that's got all we for got. this Q&A. All right. Well, Saturday. That wraps it up. And uh, let's see. Tomorrow we will be back with a Patreon. Patreon. For those of you that are on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So do that. You should do that. And it's, it's, I mean, you can get on there for free and try it out. Yeah. See what you think of it. And I was going to talk about one thing, but husband had somebody come into work today yeah. and talk to him about numbers and angels. Angel and numbers. Angel numbers. I was like, what the fuck is an angel number? And she starts talking about all kinds of crazy shit. And I'm like, okay. So he came home and was like, we got to talk about angel so numbers. So yeah, if you want to know about angel numbers, go sign up for a free trial of the Patreon. Yeah. And and then you can listen to it. And then if you don't like us over there enough to pay us two bucks a month, you can always cancel. Yeah. And then you, you, get a, you get a free free Patreon episode. Yeah. And then after our Patreon episode, you're going to do the weekly wrap-up. Yep. And then we'll be back on Monday with Ecclesiastes Chapter 11. Yeah, that is right. And we'll be wrapping up like that book after the next day because yeah. it'll only be two episodes of Ecclesiastes and then we're done with it and we got to do our specials. Yeah. So, so. Um, on Tuesday will be chapter 12, and then Wednesday will be our bonus Wrap summary. Wrap-up thing, and yeah. then, uh, you know, the uh, contradictions, and yeah. and then who knows? We'll do something else, maybe. Something or else, maybe. Maybe maybe, my, maybe we'll take a day off. I don't know. We'll who see. fucking knows? Well, we don't, we don't do this, like, planned shit, you no, know? No, other so, than telling you, like, the next couple days, and sometimes even that is wrong. Right, yeah, some, definitely. All right, thank you guys. As always, you guys are all amazing, and we love you, and uh, we're done for today, so goodbye. Goodbye. Husband. Wife. Oh, my God, what are we doing? Well, I had a customer come in to my- No, uh, no, 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 before that. 
Oh. What is this episode? What What is it for? Well, it's a special episode. It is. Yeah, and it's on a Sunday. It is. Which means that we're doing... Patreon. That's right. Yes, that's what I wanted you to say. I first. say, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I messed the whole thing up. You did. Yeah. Okay. So now, what are we doing this about? Tell us why and so how. I had a customer come into uh, where I work, and they said something to me about angel numbers. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is an angel number?" <laughs> oh, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> and it sounds like some hooey ass bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So it sounded right up our alley for a special Patreon. For something stupid? Yeah. Sure. So I, I just wanted to see, I wanted to learn a little bit more about what angel numbers were. Okay. Angel numbers. I mean, who doesn't want to know what angel numbers are? Right. <laughs> All right. You ready to get into this? Oh, and how? All right. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about angel numbers. All right. So here's what they are. Ready? It's well, very... Before you get into it, like yeah. I and I'm, I'm probably wrong here, but okay. the person made it seem like it was kind of in line with sort of the same things as like, um, you know, your sign. It's stuff. not. It's no? not. It has nothing to do with you. And that's yeah. the main difference between so-called angel numbers and um, your zodiac and stuff. Oh. Because... Okay, so like your zodiac is based on you, where you were born, when you were born, what day, time, location, and all that, so that um, an astrologist or whatever can mark your exact location on the planet with regard to where the moon and stars were at that very moment ah, in time, right? Okay. So your zodiac is very, quote unquote, personal to you. I see. Okay? I see. So... Your zodiac, you might fall into the same zodiac range as other people. Like you're a Leo, right? So yeah. obviously there's other Leos, right? right? Right. But if you go get your star chart read, your star chart, ha you have to have all of the information regarding, like I said, where and exactly when and down to the minute of your birth. Wow. Again, so that you're where the stars and the moon were, how they were in relation to each other and the planet. Like, it's all about you. Okay? Very scientific in a non-scientific way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it kind of is. They take a very scientific approach to the most ridiculous thing. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a very... Just to tell you that you're a good leader and you're, um, well, you're going to have a good day. There's some argument about how you can use your zodiac sign uh -huh. and your star chart and all that. Sure. Like... Most people are like, I'm a Leo, and that means I'm, and fill in the blank with whatever those right, personality right. traits are. Yeah. But a lot of people that take this shit very seriously, and I am not among them, okay? I'm just here delivering facts. So if I sound like I'm endorsing this out of enthusiasm, uh -huh. I'm not. I'm just delivering the information, sure, okay? Sure, right. So anyway, so-called professionals within astrology will tell you, no, 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 this doesn't tell you how you are. This tells you how you might be, and therefore the best path you might choose forward given these facts, given these things about you. So they're less to help you describe yourself and more to help you define the path that you might choose to take forward. I see, I see. Right. So, like, if they say um, Leos and Sagittarians don't get along at all, that doesn't mean... Don't marry a Sagittarian, which FYI, I'm a Sagittarius. That's why I pulled that out of my ass. And I don't know if they get along or not because I don't know shit about astrology. Right. But there are like some signs you're supposed to get along better with and some signs that you're supposed to not get along 
better with. Right, and right. and it's not saying like, don't you dare ever marry that person because that will obviously be hell. They're just saying be on the lookout for Got and it. don't be surprised if and they're supposed to help you make better decisions. I see. Now, a lot of it is confirming what you already know or think or believe about yourself. Sure. And so that's all Zodiac stuff, okay? It's very personal to you, mm-hmm. okay? Rabbit, I said rabbit, <laughs> because I'm going to say something about rabbits later. Oh, okay, okay? yeah. So that's on my brain, because I like that topic much better. You like rabbits, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that that's something different, right. okay? Right, yeah. So angel numbers are not personal to you. They can be seen by anybody, anywhere, because all they are is numbers consisting of repeating digits. Oh. Okay? And so, like, I think the one that I'm most familiar with, I didn't know it was a... a Hey, wife, I guess that's the end? But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 